I guess. All right. So I got us. I got to start it up and let everybody know what's going on. First of all, let me get to the comments. I uh, being oh, made a ghost already. People are ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. They don't play, man. These this is my family like out here, man. Like, yo, is it, yo, is eight PM? Like, what's going on? Be live. You think my street scores family is not playing with y'all? <laughs> My oh boy Franklin in here, being made to go, Nathan, AGM, yes sir, yes sir. What's happening, y'all? All right, so basically, just to give a, just to give a prolonged intro compared to the other shows we're gonna do, I just want to basically explain this show before we get started. Um, this is more of a podcast, so for the first at least hour, maybe hour and a half, we will mostly just be conversing amongst each other, um, basically like it's a podcast, and y'all are just basically at front row seats to view it. So we're not going to be interacting with the chat that much in the first hour, hour, 30 minutes. But then the last 30 minutes, that's when we'll start uh, interacting with the chat and answering questions and everything. But the first hour to hour and 30 minutes, we're going to be discussing all of these various topics that you see on the screen in order. And um, yeah, that's basically it. This is my boy, Shay E. He's from Atlanta, but I met him in New York when I went to St. John's University. Um, I know. I mean, don't hate him, but he's a Patriots fan. Um, and he hey, loves go all sports. Ahead. Go ahead and hate. Go ahead and hate. We accept all haters. We accept all haters. I'm a Patriots fan through and through, Brady or no Brady. Let's go. <laughs> and he's, he, you know me, I'm just mainly football, a little bit of basketball, dabble a little bit in baseball, but he's everything. Like he's soccer, football, basketball, everything. You know me, I'm mostly just NFL and college football, but he goes everything. You know, we're going to talk about the European soccer and everything. That's all his expertise. I'm here to uh, to contribute my half. He's here to bring his half, and we about to get started, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now, Rich, oh, first of all, what's up, Rich? This is a Zoom. This is straight StreamYard. I just uh, tweak with the settings a lot. He said no, Brady. <laughs> all right, Shay, you got anything to say before we, like, dive into everything? Just, you know, intro-wise or whatever. Well, I got to say, what's up? Like I said, my name is Shay. Went to St. John's University. Like, me and Rico met over there. Um, then we reconnected back in Atlanta. Um, had my radio show with Rico over here in New York, over there in New York. And uh-huh. we also had a radio show over here before Rico made Street Scores called the Unemployed Sports Report. Straight yes, from the Unemployed Because we were both unemployed, broke college graduates. So over here in the background, you see that's Monet Lisa. That's Monet Lisa. And like I, like Rico said, I am a soccer fan. So you see Atlanta United and Atlanta United in the background as well. But I talk about all sports. Any questions you want to ask, just let us know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And like I said, the first hour to hour and 30 minutes is more so going to be a podcast format. So we won't be interacting with the chat much. Um, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, if you do a super chat, then um, we'll get to it as soon as possible. But this show is more so built my Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. is built as a podcast. Me and my boy Shay will also bring other people up here, of course, as we go further into the episodes. And but the first episode, I just wanted to make sure y'all got to know us two the best to um, make sure we have room for that. Set y- y'all get a feel of our personality, especially my boy Shay, since he's um, basically new to the channel. He's been in the live chats all the time. But like yes. this is your first time seeing his face. Yeah, so at all least the, the first Patriots episode, just us two. You say what? I saw all the pro Patriots po- posts. That was me. That was me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Any anything you saw around draft period time in the live chat, live chats, uh, Patriots related, it was him. 
Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, first episode just wanted it to be us too, but eventually we'll add more people every now and then to, um, a special guest, but just wanted to start off with us too, because we're going to be the main two guys leading it. That's why it's called Ricochet and Friends. And then um, y'all already know Sundays at 2 p.m. is when I answer every uh, comment in the chat. But for this Friday night thing, I'm not in the comments like that. I'm going to barely be in the comments. We're just talking. Y'all basically just have front row seats on us having a conversation together. So um, so we about to go ahead and uh, let's, let's go ahead and get to it. All right. So we're going to start off with The Last Dance. Um, I know a lot of y'all have already seen that documentary. Very entertaining. Very eye-opening. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let Shay lead this one. Well, yeah, the last dance, the last dance for me, I I enjoyed it. it. Was completely entertaining from episode one to episode ten. But with the last dance is, I thought it was gonna be a little bit different, Rico. Like I thought it was gonna be more about the team. I mean, it was about the Chicago Bulls. Did they have um, Jordan's background, of course, Pippen, Rodman, even Steve Kerr. But it didn't really talk. It didn't really talk much about the last season of the of the last dance. So it was called the last dance, but it wasn't talking <laughs> much about the last season. I felt it was a glorified documentary. Yeah, that that's tape in the background, so it is falling down. But hey, but yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So I'll keep it going. A glorified documentary of Michael Jordan. So it was through his bias. So anything that. Michael Jordan like any anybody that Michael Jordan like was portrayed positively in the documentary. Anybody that Michael Jordan hated, for Jerry Cross, for example, was portrayed negatively. So you gotta take it for what what it was for. So I mean, I I like researched Jordan's life, the the Chicago Bulls like throughout. So I knew some facts, some things I didn't do that came from the documentary and some some theories were presented, like uh, Jordan's gambling. That Jordan's gambling um, led to Michael Jordan's dad being murdered. I already knew about that theory. Of course, he's going to deny it. And me, honestly, I don't know. But you're not. I'm not going to take for what the documentary says and completely believe it. I just got to research myself. I got to see Horace Grant's story. I got to see Charles Barkley's story. Um, I got to see other players' stories. Um, there's also a story with Michael Jordan that the flu game that he debunked and he said he had food poisoning. I also heard another story about that, that it turns out he was a, he was having a hangover. So we don't that know. That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. They built up the legend. That's a crazy theory. That's crazy speculation. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. If they would have named it the Jordan documentary or something, it would have been easier to enjoy because – the whole time we're like, okay, when we're about to get to this last season, when are we finally going to really dive into this? Like, I thought they were going to at least dedicate one day, two episodes to it. But I mean, it was just briefly mentioned here and there. They like kind of started it up in the intro and then they had it like in the outro of the documentary series. But like the meat of it was literally just Jordan's come up and Jordan's, you know, slight, you know, the year he took off, then Jordan's come back. And that was 85% of it, honestly. We yeah, didn't even see his kids till like the final day. I think like we li- I didn't even know what his kids looked like until the uh, final day. Yeah, yeah, and um, they didn't talk about um his like wife, for example, which he, he got divorced with. Um, it's like they just talked about Jordan throughout. And while I I, I love Michael Jordan, of course, best player in the '90s, no doubt, the uh, one of the best players of all time. But 
I thought it was going to be a Chicago Bulls documentary, like what happened in the locker room. Mm-hmm. All we got is really Jordan's side of the story to everything. And that Scottie Pippen, like I've, I've read reports that Scottie Pippen wasn't too happy with, about it. Honestly, they made Horace Grant seem like a snitch. So I, I know <laughs> at all. Um, who's the picture of Isaiah Thomas? There's actual audio footage of Jordan saying he did not want Isaiah Thomas on the team. Yeah, but I saw that a few days Jordan, ago. That was crazy. He just flat out lied on that documentary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I see uh, Van Negro Jones say it was enjoyable regardless. I agree. It, it, it was enjoyable. I mean, I still loved it. Like, uh, I, I had to record my DVR. I didn't I didn't binge watch both episodes at once because I wanted to savor the moment. So I watched one episode, then I'll come back that following night, watch the next episode. I, like, I loved it from start to finish. But it just got me thinking and then i want to watch i want to watch someone else's viewpoint of that documentary now i want to see horace grant if horace grant got something to say about it i want to see his i want to see him <laughs> release his own side side of the story his own version of events i want to see charles barkley release his own version of events because he got beat with jordan right now even so. scotty pippen like scotty pippen wasn't portrayed i'm pretty sure as well as scotty pippen wanted to be portrayed yeah. so I'm pretty sure he has a little reply, a little some type of rebuttal. But um, yeah, like you said, um, it's really about the title that kind of stained it for me. Because if going in knowing it was going to be a, document, a, a Jordan documentary, I would have loved it. It was like a 10 out of 10 for me, whether he was lying, whether he was biased. I didn't care. I was thoroughly entertained. But it's just the fact that it was named The Last Dance. And then somehow it just revolved completely around Jordan, which I can vaguely understand. But it was titled The Last Dance. It should have been named The Michael Jordan Experience, The Michael Jordan Journey or something like that. And I feel like it would um, it would have rubbed everybody in a better way. It would have came off with better um, reviews and all of that from just various um, sites and resources because – I walked in, like you said, thinking it was going to be about the last dance and it was about Michael Jordan. So like at least 85 percent Michael Jordan. He couldn't do no wrong. He couldn't do any evil, um, which I can understand if it was his documentary. But the title just threw everything off. Yeah. You watched the trailer. Like I remember watching that trailer from like a year ago or something. And it made it seem like it was going to talk about locker room blow ups. It was going to talk about like that whole last season. And that's what I wanted to see. And I mean, I love Michael Jordan and I, I love basketball for like in general. I love basketball in general. So I love Michael Jordan. So watching his career from beginning to end is exciting to me. But the thing is, since I study basketball, I already kind of knew his story. I wanted to I wanted to find out things I didn't know, like what happened in the locker room. I mean, we saw we saw some um, footage here and there, but uh like when Michael Jordan, it was with Scott Burrell, like the scene where Scott Burrell wanted tickets and Scott mm-hmm. Burrell asked Jordan for tickets and Jordan like looked, looked, looked at him like, you're getting tickets from God. Michael Jordan seemed like a very funny guy. Like I knew he was always this, I knew he was always intense and didn't make they portray him that way, but they showed like, they showed his funny side. They showed yeah. him with a lot more players than given credit for it. I didn't know he was such good friends with Kobe Bryant. I just thought like he he was friends with him, but I didn't know he was like a mentor to Kobe Bryant. I just thought yeah. Kobe Bryant was just such a basketball aficionado, which he still is, that he just studied Jordan to a T. But Jordan literally mentored Kobe. And it makes you wonder. It makes you suspect because Jordan LeBron, 
they, LeBron actually met Jordan for the first time as a high school sophomore in one of Jordan's camps. I wondered if Jordan ever mentored LeBron, and we don't know about that. Yeah, that oh yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see all of bruh. Speaking of LeBron, his documentary will be crazy. I got I need that documentary. We got LeBron from let's say from St. Vincent, St. Mary's. They probably got tape on him from that. Then um from Cleveland for the first stint with Cleveland from Miami. Um the whole decision. Man. Uh, even just him, I think he was the number one football recruit coming out of high school. I mean, even just little yeah. things like that, like showing his football side. I want to see LeBron's football side. I'm not going to lie. We can get some tape and him running routes or throwing some bombs. I, I need that. Oh, bro, LeBron's – the only thing is it may not have as much controversy, but, like, just pure basketball-wise and, like – um, well, then, I mean, there's a controversy with him switching teams and stuff. But not like a gambling problem level of controversy or oh, yeah, like death not, in the family type of thing. I don't thing. think we're gonna see that. Yeah, we're not gonna I see any of that. See the one point where he did slide in some girls' DMs when he was playing. I missed like, that his career. I forgot. I missed it, that. it was a celebrity girl. I forgot who it was exactly, but he's letting some girls' DMs in, on Twitter. That's that's I, where I remember LeBron James. I but, completely missed that. I see some of the comments, of course, saying Michael Jordan is better. LeBron's the best. So I guess I'm going to switch over to that, where I where I say that there is no best player of all time. There's only a best player in each era. Oh, no, that's a really good point. It's hard to compare oranges and apples, man, in my opinion. It's really difficult. They're two different guys. Yeah, the game is completely different. The, the game yeah. is different. So in this game, of course, um, everything is so ticky-tacky now. If you um, push someone, that might be a technical, could be a flagrant. And in the 90s, where Jordan's playing, when you saw the last dance, when you push someone, that's for a sport. Like, referees yeah. like, oh, you push someone, like, like, he didn't punch you. Like, you punch you, I'll, go, I'll give you a personal. He, he just pushed you. Like, you seen that one time Tim Duncan got a tech from laughing on the sideline? Oh, that one yeah. time in the suit? Shots out to yeah, Jordan. bro. Shots out to <laughs> That's the perfect example of how soft the NBA is now. Mentally, physically, everything. That man, Tim Duncan, was in a suit on the sideline laughing at somebody else that I believe got a technical, and he got a technical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, laughing at a bad call by Joey Crawford, and Joey Crawford got offended, so he gave him a technical as well. <laughs> how you going to be an emotional ref? This That's not the line of work you need to be in. I'm saying if you are a referee and we know who your name is, then that doesn't mean that means to me you're not doing a good job. If we yeah. know who your name is, you're not doing a good job. Exactly. You shouldn't you know, know I should not know the name. Yeah, that um, is wild. Well, I'm back to each era. Um, like in the nineties, in the nineties and eighties, as you saw in the documentary, it was much more physical back then. It was a different style of basketball, different brand of basketball. So the rules are completely different. So if you were to take one player out that era and put into this era, we can't really like compare. We can't really predict how they're going to play. Are they going to play better or are they going to play worse? Now I say overall, the NBA is more skilled now than it is back then. Um, players yeah. shoot threes like everybody can shoot threes in today's NBA. And in the, in the 80s and 90s, sometimes you're lucky to find two or three players threes consistently at least a 38% level. <laughs> if you take a, today's, I mean, let's say James Harden, for example, I made this post in 
a video I did in my YouTube channel. I said, if you take James Harden, for example, put him in the 90s, you can't really compare that because Jordan, James Harden's game is predicated on finding loopholes in the NBA rulebook. So that means his game is going to be completely changed in the 90s NBA because most of his points is is off getting fouls, getting getting free throw shots. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yes, it won't be fouls back then. So that means he'll have to switch his whole game up. Yeah, and then it's just whether or not could he have been able to do it. Like if he knew ahead of time that there would be – there wouldn't they wouldn't call fouls on a lot of the shenanigans that he does – then maybe he would have had time to practice and adapt his game to it and just be great in another way. So it's hard to take or give anything to a player, switching them into a different area. It's almost just a pointless argument almost. Yeah, and I like what you said with with Harden, for example, how he's going to have to adapt his game. I feel the same thing with LeBron James. If LeBron James was playing back in the 90s and and 80s, he would be a much bigger player right now. Um, Most of his uh, fitness and workouts is focused on him being lean. He, he used to be bulky before in, in Miami and early in his career with Cleveland, well, like in his third year. But he's now leaner because he's trying to adapt to the game, to the, to the quicker, uh, more spread out game. If he was back in the 90s, like I see in the comments, facing uh, the Pistons, um, facing the Pistons with Lambeer, um, he'll be a lot bigger because he'll, he'll need to handle that physicality going against the Pistons. But I feel like if he was in that, that era, he'll handle that physicality better than Jordan, at least Jordan originally, yeah. because he was a much bigger player. Yeah, He's, LeBron is just huge. He's <laughs> like the, the best physical specimen that you can be, basically. Exactly. <laughs> he definitely could have adapted. He definitely would, like you said, he would have changed his entire workout plan, his entire diet to just be a more bulky guy rather than, like you said, a slimmer guy that needs to be agile and to be able to play every position on the floor when needed. Back then, he would have just been just this strong, strength, athletic freak type of guy and would have worried about everything else second. Yeah, yeah. And then if you take Jordan from that era and put him in today's NBA game with how spread out the game is now, just like with his IQ, just like Harden, I feel like he'll use all those loopholes to his advantage. And oh yeah, Jordan right now would be ridiculous, man. Oh my yeah, lord! Like he, you could probably average forty a game in today's NBA. Honestly, for real, yeah, yeah bro. Like people honestly don't talk about how smart Jordan was enough. Yeah, and he was a competitor as well, so he would be a consistent three point shooter. One knock on Jordan's game back then until like his last season was that he wasn't an elite three point shooter. But as he didn't need. Didn't really need three-point shooters. <laughs> he literally didn't need to be. Now he would definitely have worked on it, adapted his game, and he would have just been virtually unguardable on all levels of the floor. Yeah, remember, um, I don't know if you remember that scene where they were showing them um, taking trick shots from, like, I'd say 35 feet out. And oh, yeah. Made that one three and everybody started like, oh, like, okay, Steve Kerr. When, th- when Steph Curry shoots that in the sleep in a game. easy money easy money from the logo chilling i see a comment from mark paul says mj will make the other team's best defender foul out in the first half i i completely agree i completely (laughs) basically yeah bro y'all think y'all think james harden is bad that man jordan would abuse them rules man yeah i I don't know how you could could defend that and uh, <laughs> lost in the finals case closed. Yeah, but he also never he ne- also never uh, played against the Golden State Warriors with 
Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. So let's be honest. Yeah, it is, like- it's a hard argument, man. Yeah. It's a really hard argument because at the same time, he only went to six. LeBron pretty much goes to the finals almost every year, and it's just hard to expect him to win every, every time. But then on the other side, you have Jordan that wins him every time he goes. So, um, you know, it's just – it's it's just really difficult to debate those. It's just two different things. That's why it's higher percentage of winning or more trips to the finals. Which one you value the most? Exactly. And uh, the level of competition to me that LeBron had is it was higher than the level of competition Jordan had, especially going to the finals. He had to oh, go yeah, definitely. I agree. The Warriors for so much. Um, back then, he had to go against the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard. Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. I say the only final series he should have won that he lost was at Dallas Mavericks. That Mavericks one, yeah, where he was folding. That was on him, too. Yeah, that, that was on him. Every other series, I don't blame him for losing. That last series with the Heat, Dwayne Wade was breaking down. I believe Chris Bosh was hurt. Like, you couldn't blame him for losing that series. And then the one he got in Cleveland with, <laughs> with just anybody we could have played on that team is remarkable. That was yeah. against the uh, the great. Uh, that was the the blue to three uh, one lead uh, Warriors. <laughs> Remember that uh, first series he ever got to the finals with a Cleveland team. Well, I believe best player was uh, if Mo Williams was still on was on the team that time. Mo Williams was the second best player. <laughs> and Zdrunas Ogaskis. And they were going against the Spurs with prime Tim Duncan and prime Tony Parker, prime Manu Ginobili. And did you expect him to win that? No, he got swept. And this was like a, I say, 24-year-old LeBron James. Like, you can't, can't yeah, really man. And, like, I was surprised he even got that team to the finals in the first place. <laughs> Pulling an AI, man. But, um, yeah. okay. So, I... I'm definitely down to talk about the malice of the palace effect on the NBA. I want to see how you start that. Like, I want to see how you're about to introduce this because this is a very interesting topic. Well, yeah, that malice of the palace happened in the era between Michael Jordan's era and LeBron James's dominance. Mm-hmm. So malice at the palace really helped shape what the NBA is today. Because malice at the palace, that's why we have so many ticky-tacky fouls now. That's why that's why it's so easy to get a foul now. It's so easy to get a technical. It's so easy to get a flagrant. During that era, and I know you probably remember about the about fashion back then, Rico. That's where everybody wore five XTs. Yeah, man. Wore the do rag under the hat. Um, Ron Artest, as I see in the comments, yup. Uh, they had Air Forces, Black Air Forces, like the. The, like the fashion sense was and the music, it was like mostly like gangster music, uh, like gangster music, crime music. And so that was the style to dress like that, to dress with oversized T-shirts. I mean, I had a five X T-shirt back then. Um, I had my, my Air Forces that got stolen out my locker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to wear some bust. Wait, 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 wait. How did you get home without shoes? No, I, I had to wear my gym shoes. Oh, he had to go back home in nasty gym shoes. Oh, is, like I felt I knew who stole it. It was one of my so-called friends back then. I was in middle school. It's like one of my so-called friends who was like talking to me and acting like he was my homeboy. I felt like he stole it out of my locker. And <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot. No, I didn't have it locked, did I? I? I don't remember if I had it locked or not, but he stole it out of my locker. 
And I saw him with Air Force Ones the next day, all white Air Force Ones. But he bold. <laughs> but he bold. Watching him, and I wanted to come up to him. But the thing is, I didn't want to do that because everybody else had Air, white Air Force Ones. So, like, there could have been a possibility that that could have actually been his shoes. <laughs> so I up to him and then accused him for stealing my shoes, and he's supposed to be one of my homeboys. But it turns out that was his shoes the whole time. I, mean, so I, I feel just, that, but boy, yeah, <laughs> that's wild, man. I, I used to hate the locker rooms back in school. That was terrible. It used to always smell like axe. I hated. I hated that oh, whole thing. For real, for real. That was terrible, like axe, man. Axe weed. That's all it used to smell like. Bro, just straight axe, spraying it all up and down. But um. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What was you saying about the Malice of Palace, how it affected everything? So, yeah, the NBA was going through, like I say, a negative phase because, of course, Jordan retired. Um, we don't really talk about that Wizards era with Jordan. Um, my um, Allen Iverson, he was the poster child for the NBA. But Allen Iverson, in terms of image, didn't really have a positive image among the masses. I mean, he had a positive mm-hmm. image towards like people like me and you, but not like, yeah. talking, like a global aspect. So the NBA was just like had a negative image about them, a negative aura about that. So the NBA was already going down downhill in terms of viewership. But when but when um, Malice of the Palace happened, that's when everything all came to a head. That's when that's when um, the image went to an all time low. You had everybody criticizing the NBA, saying it was a thugs league. Um, it was just such a like bad image like during that time. So after Malice at the Palace, they were starting to shut everything down. He suspended Ron Artest for the whole season. Um, Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal got suspended for most of the season, and he implemented a dress code. So the dress code originally was that everybody was supposed to dress formally, but that didn't really come off too well because you got like an old white man telling black people how to dress. And he was basically, it was like, he was like basically saying that because you're dressing with the 5X t-shirts with the do-rags and the hats all over it, that's why we're having so much fights. And that's why we have such a bad image because of the way you're dressing. So just in a, and then it really get like a good, like, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really get like good perception off the players. Paul Pierce had a problem with it. Alan Iverson, of course, had a problem with it. So we did loosen up uh, the dress code rules. And then he implemented, like I say, a business casual type of dress code where it was kind of like the NBA today. And with this uh, with this dress code right now, help the NBA because now NBA players got their own design clothes. They hire their own desire, so designers and they're building mm-hmm. their own brands. Yeah, that is crazy. That's, that is crazy. That's a lot of like other um, side effects of the mouse of the palace that people really just don't discuss. I mean, of course the fighting, they had to change security and stuff like that, the obvious stuff, but the fact that it affected dress code. And like you said, it led to players being able to have better business ventures with um, expanding yeah. into having fashion designs and stuff, fashion um, clothing lines and stuff like that based off of the dress code that they that they were required to wear. They basically made the most of it. And then got money out of this situation. And I definitely respect that. And that's a really interesting take on the mouse of the palace. Yeah, if you see Russell Westbrook dressing like a window curtain, thanks, Mel- thanks to Mel- <laughs> the palace. That's my um, boy, but I wouldn't dress like that. That's my boy, though. And there's a comment that said uh, Rick Hamilton by, by AM Hunter. Rick Hamilton discussed that situation on the podcast All the Smoke yesterday. Okay, I got to check that out. Because yeah, Rick, Rick, Rick Hamilton, uh, he was on the, 
I say, was he on the Wizards that time? No, I think, no, yeah, no, he was on the Pistons that time. Yeah, that's when the Pistons were one of the top teams in the league. So, yeah, he was yeah. on the Pistons that time. So, yeah, he's seen it firsthand. So, yeah, I want to listen to that podcast. I didn't even know he had one. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not going to say it loud on the screen. Act like I knew about that. <laughs> no, com- comment from Mark Paul. Ron Artest first day on my stance. Hey. All right. Hey, Ron Artest, hey, he's St. John's greatest all day. So, hey, I still love Ron Artest despite all that. That's Queensbridge finest right there, man. Yeah, Queensbridge. And um, since we both went to St. John's, I could I could tell, tell you guys this, that Ron Artest is not mentioned at all in St. John's. They do not mention <laughs> Oh, yeah, nah. Picture, you don't see anything with Ron Artest. None of the records he broke in, nothing. It's, it's like he didn't even exist. Yeah, if you went to the school and never knew he existed, you still wouldn't know he existed. There's no anything. There's no memorabilia. His name isn't up somewhere. It's just like like you said, Ron Artest never went to St. John's. It's crazy. I mean, I guess... They just don't want that image. I'm not surprised, though, because you already know how St. John's did J. Cole. They wouldn't give him his degree until he paid the fine that he 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 had, like, a, a overdue library book or something like that he borrowed. Yeah, it was, like, $6. Yeah, and they wouldn't give him his diploma because of that until he came back and performed for them, I think, for free. It was so, um, 2015. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not surprised by anything St. John's does this anywhere in that realm. They just, you know. If you're not a super stickler, super rule follower, you know, the ideal, what they feel is an ideal Catholic image, they're not going to rock with you at all in any way, shape, or form. I mean, Jay Cole didn't even go to his old dorm when he came back. Because this is when he came back to promote his uh, Forest Hills Drive album, which was debuting at the time. He couldn't even go to his old dorm. Public safety. Hey, and then I see a comment from Mark Paul says, interesting, we wore a suit and tie during my middle school days, junior high school, public school. Hey, um, my school, in my school, in middle school, we were the last school to not wear uniforms because apparently my, my class was so bad. My class was so bad that they instilled uniforms after we graduated from eighth to ninth grade. Yeah, they tried it with us. Like uh, they started doing uniforms like right before I came to Westlake. And that was the old West Lake that was even worse than the current one that we have, the new the new building. And, I mean, they were basically suspending people. First, they tried uniforms. That died quickly. Then they were like, you can wear whatever you want, but just wear your shirts tucked in. And so many people were getting suspended. And, like, I'm not doing that to the point that it was just not many people left in the school. It was more people I assessed in class. So they just got rid of that also. And so then we just ended up being a normal school. But they tried it. They tried in middle school and high school. And then every time, you know, kids just being kids, high school, middle school, just like, I'm not doing that. I'll take that ISS with it. Hey, we had to come <laughs> to my high school to even instill a uniform in the teacher when I went to high school. But yeah, and in eighth grade, they literally said right before we, uh, right before the last day of school, we are the worst group of kids that they've had in this school. And <laughs> we're, they're going to instill uniforms for the next, for the coming years. I'm like, okay. Dang, y'all hated on the 11th graders. <laughs> yeah, we moved on. Yeah, y'all, y'all gone. I don't even understand that punishment. Yeah, yeah but nah, I definitely wasn't the worst class out of my high school. We definitely weren't the worst. Hey, I see a comment that says, oh, what? well, wait, what's up, AM Hunter? Uh, am I a Skins fan? Well, uh, no. I want to let you know this. So I'm born in Fall River, Massachusetts. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a fan of the champions. 
And even though we don't have Brady anymore, we are still the champions. I'm a fan of the New England Patriots. And I'll always be a fan through and through. Because now we're going to be just as bad as the Redskins. And I'm still going to be a fan. <laughs> okay. I see how you slid that in there. We're going to keep it pushing, though. I do want to talk about this European soccer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm down. You can go ahead and lead that one also. Yeah, so I'm not really going to talk too much about the soccer. As I can see from the comments, I know we don't got too many soccer fans. I just want to talk about this. For anybody who has watched um, soccer that has came back recently, it was the Bundesliga, the German Soccer League. They were instilling fake crowd noise, like (laughs) on YouTube or on Twitter or something. They were instilling fake crowd noise, and it felt so authentic. Like, I literally had to check on the, the top right just to make sure it was still live. Like, they were instilling fake crowd noise from the goalkeeper. You know, when the fans help with the goalkeeper, they were having hecklers, like fake hecklers. Like, I had to make sure that there were still empty seats in the stands. But it felt so authentic. Like, it, it was like, like oh, the audio, doing all that. <laughs> They usually will chant, like, chant day in and day out, all 90 minutes throughout the game, they'll chant. And they had all the chants, all the authentic chants from team to team. It was, it was crazy. Like, I wasn't even sure if the, the players were hearing this or it was just to the viewers. I believe it was just to the viewers. But oh, so the players couldn't hear it. They were just playing in I, here. And do, 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 do. I don't think they hear it. Like, they just grass. I, I think it was just – it was on Fox Sports, so I think it was just a Fox Sports DJ just for the viewers, just so in the viewers watch it, they could feel like a regular soccer game and rather than just a glorified practice. Because they tried the first week when it opened back up during the first week with just no noise at all, no DJ. And, I mean, it, it was fun just watching live sports again. I could feel just the same. Like, you just hear players yelling. Like, it... It made me see like how often players talk to each other throughout throughout ninety minutes. Like I didn't know they talk to each other like that. But like you didn't hear the the crowds. You didn't hear the ambiance of the grunts games. and and soccer hits. <laughs> that yeah. sounds terrible. That sounds absolute. So they're playing without the noise. I mean, I guess that makes sense because that would require a lot more money, a lot more effort to have the crowd noise in the stadium for the players when they can just play it over the broadcast for the fans. So that, that makes sense. But that's wild that they're just basically playing in, like you said, glorified practices that, that count. It's just quiet. Yeah, it, it really got me thinking, like, when the NBA comes back or the NFL comes back and the NFL don't have any fans, should they instill fake crowd noise? I mean, that is an interesting idea. I mean, I feel like if – the people it would probably be the hardest for is NBA compared to NBA. I mean, NFL compared to NBA. Because NBA, I mean, they have random chants. But, like, um, for the NFL, a lot of the times the home team wants their crowd to quiet down for certain moments. And, like, they purposely, like, tell them quiet down when trying to get the playoff. And then you have the defense trying to hype people up and everything to make them louder. So, yeah, they're just going to be attacking the DJ. They're just going to be like the defense is going to be telling the DJ to turn it up. The offense is going to be telling the DJ to turn it down. Turn it down. Turn it down. Trying to go through our progressions. That's going to be a lot of pressure on that DJ. He's going to have it worse than DJ D-Rec on Wild and Out. That is a terrible job. I think soccer is different. I think you could do it with soccer because soccer – it's more of an ambiance than yeah. anything else. And if you know the team songs, I guess you can just 
play like recorded crowd noise and the team song throughout. Um, NBA and NFL is a little bit more organic than that because they don't really have like any specific team chants. I mean, some teams do, but you don't hear you don't hear fans chanting that throughout like the second of the game. They'll just chant it through like a certain. So I mean. I, I think the NBA, like you said, will be a little bit easier. The NFL will be – it'll be hard. It'll be st- – The NBA is literally just big shot and free throws. Just get the crowd louder. Because, you know, in free throws, they the home team at least goes super crazy to distract the guy shooting the free throw. Other than that, um, it's not too complicated. Speaking of free throws, I believe you're going to see bad free throw shooters have very good percentages now. Oh, yeah, everybody's shooting above 70% yeah, now. Everybody. You can, you can even see big men taking three-point shots and hitting them with regularity. Because the thing is, <laughs> everybody can shoot. Everybody can make free throws, like, at least, i say, seven times in a row. Like, you can get checked. i say you can hit about ten of them in a row. But with the crowd, it adds a different aspect, a different monster. It adds that pressure to it. Like, uh, I remember Sports Science doing this, i say, about ten years ago. They got a very good college free throw shooter. And they got him to shoot free throws without noise at all. And he was hitting everything. I say, yeah, he was, I think it was like near 100%. And then they got it, then, then they added like a regular, like they added like decibels of crowd noise. They added, I say, an NBA level of crowd noise. And he hit like 70% of them. So free throws definitely get most, uh, most effective with crowd noise. So I feel like that's going to be the difference. Yeah, that's really interesting. The NBA is going to be it's going to be pretty weird. It's going to be pretty weird. Yeah, it's going to be really strange. Everybody's going to be shooting at a higher clip, higher percentages. We we're going to have to get used to games being 150 to 140 all the time, almost minimum. Um, it's going to be all kinds of records broken because of that too. That those are a lot of lasting effects that we have to really decide whether or not we're willing to handle. You're probably going to see players that, like, you don't really expect, like role players all of a sudden become superstars because there's a lot of skilled players in the NBA, but some players could probably just play good with pressure. Some players just probably can't play good with pressure. So now all of a sudden with no, with no crowd, I'm like, uh, I'm like I, hear, I hear this all the time when Kwame Brown was in the league that in practice they said he played like he was a star player. It was just in the games that's when he played like a bust. So exactly. Like, but I mean, everybody when they're playing street ball be looking like KD. Everybody looks like KD at Rucker Park when they play street ball. The NBA is just a different monster with all of the pressure and the noise and stuff. So without that noise, people might be balling. And also, shouts out to my boy Barrett down and had to put it on the screen. The five dollar. I didn't even have this ready. Okay. Five dollar, keep doing what you're doing, guys. I love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're gonna keep growing and growing. Merch on the way, everything. I'm gonna talk about that later. So uh, I've got a question from Outlaw King 757 He says, does anybody think the NBA will return? Well, um, there was a report that said that the target date is July 31st. So that And that's like a real thing. Like they're really trying. And they're, they're trying to play in Orlando and Vegas or something like that. Yeah, and I, I just hear – well, I, I just heard just Orlando. I, I heard Vegas was considered, but I think everybody's going to try to play in Orlando. And how are they going to set that up? Like, is everybody that's playing in the league going to just all live in the same set few houses so that they don't interact with other people? Yeah, that's that's why I'm here. But what about, like, families, like kids and wives? Like, they're just going to have to be separate from them or they're going to have to come move with them? I think the NBA's main goal is just to get the league out, get the season out the way. And I don't think they want to bring any family members. I think they're going to have to test every single player. 
they would have to test every single player. So if they test exactly. every single player, that means they bring family members who have to test the family members as well. And that's more money coming out of their pocket. So I highly doubt yeah. they would allow that. So basically they would all live within a set few houses, maybe. And then they would also, um, they would not allow family members. It would just be straight NBA players and coaches and certain staff members all in the same few houses and having the same forms of transportation to the same stadiums to play basketball at. It's basically what I'm hearing. It's, it's essentially like it's summer league. That's what it is. <laughs> it's your Orlando summer league, just with playoff teams. Yeah, <laughs> with, with real is. talent. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's um, wild. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's, I feel like they should just go straight to the playoffs. There's reports that says that the NBA wants to bring, I'd say, 21 teams or something, like the bubble teams, so they can play each other in the play-in tournament. Like, no. If you're if you're not in playoff contention, you shouldn't come. Like you want to get like bottom feeder teams like the Atlanta Hawks to come play in Orlando. I like they shouldn't get all 30 teams either. Like no, like there's no point. They're not making them playoffs. Why are they risking themselves to come down out there to play meaningless games? And we the viewer don't care about seeing that. It, it, it's just a it's just a way for the NBA to regain back money. Like oh, yeah. Uh, loss of revenue like the, the nba the nba is losing a lot of money right now trying to get players to take pay cuts and they're also trying to get them just to play extra meaningless games to regain back that money but no just go straight to the playoffs and get it over with if the bubble teams they're not winning a championship anyways like how often is an ace or seven seed going to advance against the first round that happened with the golden state warriors with the dallas mavericks but did they make it past the second round no like it's <laughs> it didn't even matter. It was nice for one round. It didn't matter after that. Yeah, just just go straight to the playoffs. Like, well, I don't, don't want to see any extra basketball. Honestly, before the coronavirus, I was tired of seeing any extra basketball. I just wanted to go straight to the playoffs. Like, I don't want to see the Hawks give up 140 game. I didn't want to see the Sacramento Kings anymore. I don't want to see the Phoenix Suns. Like, just go straight <laughs> to the playoffs. Yeah, that that right after like a couple of weeks after All Star break, and then that in between when the playoffs start, it does get a little dry. It gets yeah. it gets quite dry. That All Star break is like they need to. I don't know if they need to move it to more of the middle of the season or something, but it's like that last few weeks after the All Star break, it's just like, can we please get the playoffs started? Now, if the target date is July thirty first, that means the next season, twenty twenty one. It would have oh, to. yeah. This affects yeah. everything that like that's going to affect further seasons because it's going to they're going to have to catch back up. I said they will have a half season next season like they would have to like there's you can't start back. If, if playoffs start July 31st and let, let's say um they're going to be finished by the end of August or something like then they need an off season. I mean, technically, they have many off season right now, but. They can't just start it immediately. It's going to have to start in 2021. <laughs> Play out the finals in September. Season starts right back up October, early October. <laughs> that year, they can't do that. Yeah. Everything I mean, has to get delayed. That's crazy because that just rolls over into further seasons. It's really like history is never going to be the same after this, which is the craziest yeah. part. Then you might have to still do a draft combine because you still have to worry about the draft. So you might have to still do a draft combine because that was canceled. You also probably have then, to do of course, got to do the lottery. How do we and even know who's going to be in it? Like, <laughs> I mean, 
basketball players declaring, but we never really had a college basketball season to know. Uh, like, the players have declared. It's still a full-on draft. There's uh, players that are freshmen that never even played any college uh, like tournament at all and that declared. That is wild. So I, I saw that the NCAA were trying to figure out a way to make players eligible to play again, like if they were a senior. Did that yeah. ever go through? They, they tried, <laughs> but I think some of the players were against it. Like, look, I graduated. I don't want to – I want to get paid to play. I don't care about coming back just to hopefully possibly win a championship. I don't get paid for it. So, yeah. yeah I, I feel think, that. Yeah, so they – like, I think the players were against it. It's just like, oh, just make the – I'll make the NCAA more oversaturated. So, uh, they, I think they went away with that rule. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I can definitely see that. All right, I mean, but sure. it just—it sounded like an interesting idea, but lo- logistic-wise, it's just—it just didn't sound very reasonable. <laughs> but that was crazy. Oh, let me shout out my boy Mark Paul. Hold on, my boy Mark Paul always donating with the five man. Appreciate that. Real talk, real talk. Thank you, thank you very much. Yes, sir. But um. So, yeah, man, I mean, I just don't know. Because, I mean, luckily for the NFL, it seems like it's not going to be affected much. Like, they may miss off-season workouts quite a bit, like rookie mini camp, uh, mini camps, hopefully not training camp, hopefully not preseason. Um, but, wait, hell, of timeout, because, first of all, teams like us, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Browns all have new head coaches. We're supposed to get a month head start uh, um, before everybody else. Now it looks like we're just hoping we come back at the same time as everybody else. So when are we going to get our one-month head start? I need to figure out because I need that. You got, got Buck Deers getting a completely new uh, quarterback. Um, he has to learn the playbook. You know, he's Brady. Um, you got Patriots now having Jared Stidham as quarterback. It's like you have so much turnover, but yet yeah. you don't have time um, to gel. Um, who's going to have it the hardest is rookie head coaches. I feel like Rob Rivera, since he's still experienced, he's going to have yeah, he'd be all right, a little yeah, bit better than other coaches are. But the um, Giants I, boy, well, say it again. I said the Giants' new head coach boy, oh, help, oh, him. Yeah. help him, help him, anyway. So, yeah, um, the Giants, of course, Daniel Jones, who's still a young quarterback. Um, he's not going to have time to use the offseason for more development. Well, I guess Daniel Haskins. Um, oh, yeah, um, definitely, boy, help him, man. He's been doing his thing, though. Scott Turner, um, the thing I'm happy the most about Dwayne Haskins, because Scott Turner not only said that um, he's doing very well, he's been great this offseason as far as learning the playbook and everything, even though it's virtually – but the reason I can take that seriously, because when we first hired Scott Turner, he flat out said Dwayne Haskins is not where we need him to be. And not even just mentally, but like work ethic wise, like he just hasn't shown that he's cared enough yet. And Adrian Peterson said the same thing, Kyle Smith, Ron Rivera. But now they're all saying he's he's clicking on all cylinders mentally, work ethic wise. So that's what has me excited. But at the same time, as far as coronavirus goes. I, I definitely feel like he needs as much practice as we can get him, please. He might yeah. have to play more preseason time than, you know, usual projected starting quarterbacks will have to play. He'll probably have to even play in the, the fourth game maybe. Or, I mean, in the third game when it's like usually all of the backups. I mean, he might have to start um, bleeding into more Kyle Allens and uh, undrafted free agent Steven Montez's uh, um, pre, um, preseason snap time because I, I he can get as much as he can. 
because Carl Allen's at least familiar with the offense. Yeah, but I still doubt it, though. I, they, I think they literally brought him in to be a quarterback. I mean, because even Scott Turner has been basically talking about we're going to get Dwayne Haskins to do this and that. Like, everybody's full on, um, full on support Dwayne Haskins and get him to where he needs to be. I mean, they don't even say open quarterback competition anymore. They did a while ago, but now it's literally Dwayne Haskins, this, this, and that, this, and that. So it's really just – just, I mean, I, I, I just can't really see a scenario unless Dwayne Haskins gets hurt that Kyle Allen would start. Because either way, I mean, we're not trying to go make a Super Bowl run this year. You might as well go ahead and throw Dwayne Haskins out there. There's no reason to throw Kyle yeah. Allen out there for cheap wins. You guys are good enough to not get a top five pick so Patriots can get that. that that's all I care about. <laughs> and the rookies are also going to have the hardest because the rookies, like, you're going to a new league for, for, for both sports, for NBA and NFL. I say for I say for NBA players, they're not even going to. I say, I say most of the rookies, probably aside from Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball, probably not going to get like major playing time. I would say like major starter minutes because they don't really have time. They didn't really they, they couldn't even play playoff college ball. So yeah, a lot of people didn't even have junior and sophomore seasons and freshman seasons. <laughs> yeah, the one that done freshman. Well, I say Anthony Edwards is a special case because he just has. The size, but if, but the one of them freshmen, I feel like gonna have the hardest because they played the less, they played the least amount of basketball out of everyone by far. They're basically so, high school. They they basically went high school to NBA. Yeah, well, <laughs> with a little bit of college sprinkling here and there, but they didn't get the tournament feel, so they no. get the they get the extra crowds so and they get the extra pressure, and then going from that to the grinding schedule of the NBA where you're traveling. 24-7, you're yeah. not staying in your home. Some players who are used to winning throughout their whole lives are going to be stuck in teams where they're losing 80% of the time. Like it's a, it's <laughs> different. And now you don't even have time to gel. You won't even have a summer league. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, no summer league, too. I used to love going to the summer leagues in Vegas. That was actually really fun. I went to Michael Beasley year. That was really fun. I wish I could go to the summer leagues. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's pretty fun. It's chill. It's not like a super hardcore NBA environment, but it's a nice little, you know, young guys balling, putting their their hearts out there. Cause you know, some guys are just trying to make the team, but it's really fun though. It's a really chill environment. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely need to go, but yeah, we won't have the summer league this year. Boy, that, yeah, it's done diddly did for that. Um, but yeah, that does suck for like the one and done guys. As far as coronavirus goes, they have it the hardest. I mean, even back to the Redskins wise, we have the youngest wide receiver core in the NFL and technically a rookie quarterback because Dwayne Haskins I, last year don't even count. Jay Gruden didn't prepare him. I mean, they literally threw him out there to the wolves. Yeah, Jay Gruden literally didn't want him and showed us that he didn't want him. Like he was like, oh, no, I'm, I know I'm getting fired. I'm going to let y'all know that I did not want this guy, and this is why I'm getting fired. I'm going to go ahead and let him throw three interceptions real quick. So that I think the the Giants head coach – the head coach-wise, the Giants have it the hardest missing with coronavirus. And I feel like the Redskins maybe offensively have it the hardest because new offensive coordinator, Dwayne Haskins, is still technically a rookie and youngest receiving core in the, in, um, in the NFL. So we have it the hardest that way. So right now the NFC East is kind of struggling. I say, that- Browns, I say the Browns as well because Browns got new head coach again, new uh-huh. general manager again. Um, Baker Mayfield was trash last season. 
Um, yeah, Poe baby. I, mean, I feel like Beckham, Landry, and Mayfield still need to build that report. I, I feel like they they're also a team that that needs extra time. Yeah, we 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 were all supposed to get a month of head start of practices. That's how it goes every off season. Uh, teams with new head coaches start a month earlier for like mini camps, rookie mini, camp, mini camps, and able to talk playbook and everything sooner. But now we're all just about to end up starting at the same time and late. So all of us with new head coaches are at a serious disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, as as long as Patriots tank, we get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> so you're taking for Trevor. You, you're taking for Trevor. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. Take for Trevor. Fail for hopefully, field. Hopefully, everybody will be taking for Jamie Newman and then uh, then taking for JT. Uh, what's his name? JT, <laughs> JT right. Daniels. You know, hopefully, okay. you know what I'm saying. He's that there. Get JT Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm so excited about my Georgia because I felt like 2021 was gonna be a. Like this year was going to be good because we picked up Jamie Newman, but then we all that we have that five star quarterback Brock, but he was going to be a true freshman in twenty twenty one. So I felt like twenty twenty one was going to be our off year, but now we have J T Daniels who may not be el- eligible this year, and I kind of don't want him to be because I want uh-huh. Jamie Newman to go ahead and start. Um, I feel like twenty twenty one we won't have a bump in the road, so I'm happy. I'm excited. J T Daniels is first his first year at USC. He looked like he was going to be a future top five pick. <laughs> but then they got a USC freshman who outplayed JT Daniels when JT Daniels got hurt. So, yep. hey, you got the job. It's it, kind of it, like Jacob Beeson. You say what? It was like the UGA situation with, with Jake Fromm and Jacob Beeson. Oh, that's literally like, what I just said. Yeah, exactly. Jake Fromm just, came in when Jacob Beeson got hurt. Jake, Jacob Beeson had a transfer. Yeah, just hopefully – Hopefully, Jake uh, JT Daniels is way better in college than Jacob Beeson. We'll see how much Jacob Beeson develops at the NFL level, but college-wise, that's not what I want JT Daniels to play like. But he'll have a better supporting cast too, because George has always had great everything else. It, we've just been we've just been held back by a quarterback play for like the past two years, in my opinion. Jake Fromm is cool, but he's not, you know, I mean, mo- mobility is what matters most in college. You can be a bad throwing quarterback and yeah, be mobile no and mobile, still make things happen. No arm, bad decision making. He, it was just, bruh. And if you took bruh. him off that element, that's when he made mistakes. Terrible. And, and our offensive coordinator wasn't aggressive. He just wanted to run the ball. So, luckily, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. Hopefully, Georgia won't have 13 to 16 games every game. We'll finally have some high-flying offense going. <laughs> uh, we got a comment from uh, Mark Paul. says, I thought UGA was going to win it all the year Tua came in the second half. I remember. Uh, man. It was right. a win, so we were here. I was yeah. in the park. So, I don't know if you remember the game from – uh, from people in the chat, I don't remember the game, but Kendrick Lamar was performing at that time at Centennial Olympic Park. So I was like right there. And they were showing the game on the big screen. Oh, that and sounds so fun. Yo, it was so fun. I came, I came there because I, 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 I saw Kendrick Lamar performing at Centennial Olympic Park. You know what? Let me drive there. So I came in there on the second half. And then, like, I saw the game for the big screen. So, and Mercedes Benz Stadium was literally like right outside that park. So you hear, the crowd, you hear everything. You hear like the PA announcers. It, it was a great experience. 
And that sounds like a great atmosphere. There, like, of course, Alabama, UGA, they're like right, both are right in between Atlanta. Believe it or not, Alabama, I believe, is closer. Is it? No, okay, I'm not. I mean, Alabama, it, Mo, Birmingham is like two hours away. Savannah's like three. So, yeah. yeah Alabama's so, right there. Well, Athens is, yeah, yeah, pretty far away from Atlanta. So, it actually, it was, it was that Atlanta's actually the middle ground between both places. So, you saw Alabama. Fans, you saw people that went to University of Alabama there. You saw people that went to University of Georgia there. So it was like just hearing the different regional emotions. I'm a neutral. Like I like watching UGA, but I mean I'm honestly a neutral. I just like to see good football. So mm. it was it was so entertaining. Um, especially during that overtime. Um, UGA fans were so happy that it became so sad. And right, I was immediately finally win because I was tired of seeing the Alabama win. But after that, I was I was like, hey, I'm glad this happened because I, I just saw people so happy that you see people actually crying tears. Like, people were actually, like, falling their <laughs> eyes out. Because we overachieved, first of all, because, I mean, Georgia was good back then and being led by Roquan Smith and them, but we weren't recruiting at the clip that we're recruiting now. Like, back then, that team – a lot of the seniors were three stars. Now we consistently have five stars, four stars. I mean, the last out of the last three recruiting cycles, we've had the number one class twice. So now this team is actually like expected to win. But that year was like kind of a Cinderella story. I mean, we're not vast. We're not huge underdogs like, say, if it was just like um, Duke making it to the championship. But we definitely overachieved that year, and to make it that far, and to have the lead over the big bad Alabama, the big tyrant that's been winning all of this time for years in a row, and then to just fold it like that was just like it was like not having the happy ending to a good movie type of thing. Well, I always felt that UJ was just always a coach away. They were just always a big time coach. And that away. too, that too, man. Rick, while he was a good coach, he just wasn't a coach that was going to bring you to the national championship. You know, and he wasn't that good of a recruiter, in my opinion, yeah, also. big recruiter. So I thought once they got Kirby Smart, and since he came from an Alabama background, I was like, okay, that's what they needed. And once they went to the national championship, okay, I thought they were actually going to win this. I mean, you didn't say they were bad. They didn't have the recruits, but they also they also had a very good defense back then. Yeah. The defense. So while very good the defense. wasn't that special – I forgot, I forgot who was the running back during that. Oh, yeah, Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb. Yeah, so yeah, that combination was crazy, yeah. Yeah, they still had the two best running backs uh, during that time. With that defense, I thought they had a good chance to win. But, hey, uh, Nick, Saban, Nick Saban is like – he's playing chess where everybody else is playing checkers. He had the lie. biggest secret as a backup quarterback. It's like he planned to say, like, hey, I'm going to have Jalen Hurts play every single game, and then I'm going to just start – Who's actually more talented? But the reason why they start him before is so because I don't want anyone getting a scouting report on him. So I'm just yeah. gonna prepare <laughs> for the national championship, and then he's gonna outplay Jalen Hurts. He's gonna outplay that Georgia defense, and we're gonna win. And that also gave an excuse, like throwing him in there at the last second. Um, it justified him going forward with Tua over Jalen Hurts because like imagine if Tua didn't play at all that season in the championship or nothing and they lost and then I mean even if they lost or won it didn't matter and then out of nowhere this guy that basically nobody really knows unless you're really into recruiting Tua just starts over Jalen Hurts and then you know it would just it would have been an eruption especially amongst Alabama fans who loved Jalen Hurts at the time 
Um, so him starting Tua gave it, it was it was a um it allowed him to validate him moving forward with Tua the next season as a starting quarterback. Because I mean, if he would have just went with Tua out of nowhere next season without him playing at all the previous season. I know Alabama's would have been flipping tables, burning buildings. It would have been like an eruption. But they got a nice little sample size of Tua and his potential. He rallied them back into a win. So, yeah, Nick Saban, yeah, bro, he's definitely playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Yeah, I mean, I knew Nick – I knew it was who was that five-star quarterback that they had as a backup. But the fact that just, he just came in, national champ, like no pressure at all. Like, okay, you're just going to come <laughs> in big at national championship game. And then they're just going to win uh, the championship without playing any. Well, he he played some like he played like some games towards the end, like in some blowouts. But yeah, no, yeah, not, when it was super blowouts, yeah, yeah, but not actually having any meaningful time. And then all of a sudden, it's coming to national championship and then beating Georgia and winning it. Like that's crazy. But uh, I see a comment, um, Samantha Fleming. Do I got a channel? Yes, I do. It's uh, my name, Shay S E Y I. And then my last name, you can find it in the descriptions, O-M-O-N-I-R-A. I don't really have too many videos up. I have a video that I uploaded on Instagram, um, IGTV, but I didn't upload on my YouTube that will upload. It's basically what I talked about in this podcast so far, talked about the eras. Oh, yeah, thank you, Rico. Well, I talked yes, about sir. the eras, um, the last dance, uh, the, the best players in each era, Mouse of the Palace. So I basically said what well it was a sample. I said what I said in that that video that I said in this podcast. But I'm gonna have some more videos. I'm writing an article of top 25 best players 25 and under. It was an article I actually started like two years ago when I was 25 years old, but I just kept pushing it back. But now I'm finally gonna add that. I'm fi- I'm finally gonna finish that article. And since it was two years ago, I'm going to take some players out. Like, I had Joel, Joel Embiid on it. I took him out. At Anthony Davis at number two, I took him out. So now um, so now I'm just going to ride it. I can tell you who's number one right now and because I feel like it's pretty obvious. It's Giannis. Giannis is the best yeah. player 25 under 25. And then um, it's based off potential. So it's not just based on who's better right now. It's based on uh, – how good they could be in the future if once they hit their prime. But I also factor in um, injury concerns as well. So, like for Zion, for example, probably won't be as high as you think. Um, and other players as well, like Joel Embiid. When I had him on that article, he was like, he was, I say, about number five because I'm not sure if his uh, like career, like his longevity, because he just always gets hurt. So I'm that that I'm going to talk about in a future video. So yeah, stay tuned for that. If you want, if you want to follow me, you know, if you want to follow me, <laughs> nah, let them know. Go and follow my boy Shayo Minar on YouTube. Um, that's the same name. That's the same name you have on Instagram, right? Yeah. Well, Shayo Minar on, on on Instagram. So. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that, I'm that, pretty that. sure if you, if you search that, like, I'm gonna come up. Yeah, it's not gonna be a lot yeah, of them. It's not, it's not gonna be a lot of them. Yeah. Especially like in the Atlanta area, it's not gonna be a lot of them. Exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, this, this I just don't know how everything's gonna go moving forward. Like whether, like, um, we could. I saw a report that maybe the NFL may start mini camp mid June, but then there's also a chance they may not start anything till July. You know, it's, it's so many conflicting reports out here that it's just really hard to keep track then, of everything. Yeah. 
And then they start mini camps. That means he's going to have to test everybody. But in, that, in, in training camp, there's like 90 or so players on these rockets. Test everybody. I just and then, like, and do you bring them all in individually? Because you can't line them up. Because if you have them in a line and you test them, if somebody tests positive, the guy right in front of them and the guy right behind them all need to be quarantined also. And it's just going to cause all types of chaos. I honestly don't know how it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> my boy smoke <laughs> my boy smoke said yeah i'm said your boy look like this dude owed me 150 dollars hey shayi what you out here doing wait what <laughs> <laughs> what you out here doing who you owe 150 dollars man i don't owe you nothing that owe me money that's hey if anybody that was part of that fancy league two years ago that still owe me money hey my cash oh yeah that was wild that's you that's why i don't owe you anything that's why we do the fantasy leagues now where we pay up front and the money is just sitting in the cash app ready to be sent to whoever who wins. Cause bruh, I was spamming people trying to get them that money at the end. And everybody was like, Hey man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was like, hey. <laughs> I wasn't getting replies. Yeah, so it was yeah, crazy. One year, one year that I win, you you didn't want to get collect everybody's money in the beginning. So, but like, Hey, it's all good. I got the bragging rights. I got <laughs> yeah, and you made that your name too. It was funny too. Y'all love yeah, me y'all money. Y'all still owe me money. And I don't care about that league because y'all still owe me money. <laughs> I mean, the person that won the league still owe me money. I was like, okay, I don't need to pay you. Like you, like you basically don't owe me yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, even. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you even. Yeah, y'all just, you just basically don't owe me money anymore. But like, you know what? I'm an honest man, so I won't pay you. Like if you be. <laughs> If, if if we bet each other on anything, I will pay you. Like my my ten uh, year old niece, we bet on the Super Bowl. I had the 49ers. so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at first, when the 49ers were winning, I was like, "Hey, you you still gonna pay me? Like you still gonna pay me?" But I mean, there's I no know. way you thought that no matter I, what I, lead I, they had. Yeah, so I mean, you're still gonna pay me, but uh, like. <laughs> You know what? When uh, the Chiefs won, I was I was honest. I was like, well, she was calling me too. She she got her own cell phone, so she was calling me. She was let me know like, oh, she money. was on your head. She yeah. was on your head. You hey, thought she was about to make it out without paying her. You thought <laughs> right, you thought you were. You got your ten dollars, but uh, yeah. I mean, hey, like I'm I'm an honest man when it comes to bet betting. Um, also about my Patriots, not this season, but when we get Trevor Lawrence, I'll, I'll bet. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, I remember I was one of the guys that paid up that year that you won. I was one of them. I don't know how many guys. How many guys did? I say about like uh, four. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty like- decent. That's pretty. I was about to say that's pretty decent because I was getting like. <laughs> But I had to hassle them. Like one of them was in your was in your live chat when I was uh watching uh, during the draft. <laughs> you were part of the league, weren't you? <laughs> Bro, I mean, I would literally like spam. Make sure y'all pay Shay his money. Here's his cash app and everything. And then no reply. And then I'll put like a little like tweet of this and this happened in the NFL. Immediate flooded replies. Like they were literally just ignoring. <laughs> it was just ignoring the messages, man. That that was funny. I tried everything I could. I would tell them on Xbox. When I come see them, okay. When I come see them. <laughs> that boy, Shay, and, and interest, and interest. 
and interest. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like it's gonna be a loan payment. I'm about to, I'm about to send this collections like for real. <laughs> but that was hilarious, man. I'm not even gonna lie. That was a hilarious situation. But yeah, man. Um, it's just the, everything is just crazy because, like I said earlier, even when sports come back, especially like the NBA, NHL and baseball whose seasons have been just literally cut off in the middle of them um it's gonna affect further years because like we said i mean if the finals were to start say the playoffs were to start july the the finals wouldn't end until like end of august for example so and i'm just giving some yeah and so they would need a few months of an off season just typically so then the seat the nba season might not start back up to like december or january and then what, does that mean they only play for two months before All-Star break? Like, I mean, everything is just out of whack. I don't exactly know how all of this is about to work. They're going to start the season with All-Star with All Star weekend or something. Yeah, that, that is, like, crazy. That <laughs> That is ridiculous. Everything – it's crazy that the NFL is affected the least by it. We're not clearing the water yet, you know what I'm saying? We could just end up having to skip training camp of this last past July and August, but I won't say the NFL is affected the least by it because uh, let's say, let's say about um, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Um, I'm a tour guide there, so I already know how many seats they have. So they have about eighty three thousand seats. Um, if if coronavirus is still going on or if social distancing is still intact, how are you going to expect people to sit like? In that stadium. Oh, yeah. And the NFL technically loses the most money because they usually have the most fans. Yeah. So that's that's going to be ugly. Um, like, can they buy, buy a beer? If they're yeah. Asked, like, yeah, let's say they imp- implement the mass protocol. Like, like how are you going to buy, buy food? <laughs> buy, buy food? Oh, they're going to buy food. Are they going to have portable mass food? Are they going to have a tube in your mask or something? Where you can stick a straw in, like what you gonna do? Like they gotta. I say the NFL's at least affected by it now because the NFL was in the off season, but once it gets to the regular season, they might be the they might be the league that's most affected by it because I mean the NBA. Well, the playoffs they get most of their fans, of course, but outside of big games like Los Angeles playing each other or big playoff teams playing each other, LeBron coming to your town. You don't really have that many fans in seats, especially in weekdays. So I think that NBA could be like soccer in a way where they can play it and a soccer player is shooting a little bit better because they don't have all that pressure. It won't be as different. But the NFL, that's completely silent with no crowd in like uh, like 80,000 um, 80, seat stadiums, that is – that's. That's not. That's definitely gonna be completely affected. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly. I mean, I'm just hoping. I'm theorizing. Hopefully, if the NFL gets to a point where they're willing to bring the season back, maybe all of this will be gone. No, I just won't though. That's not even realistic because me personally, even after they the day they announced there's no more coronavirus in the world, period, in America at the very least, I'm still giving it a few more weeks before I go out. Um, but you already know, like Georgia right now is acting like social distancing isn't a thing. People are outside, um, they're they're um they're going to the clubs, they're having this illegal street racing. Like social distancing, not a thing. All the protests are going on. 
Oh yeah, that too. But even yeah. before the protests, like people were doing the street racing. You know how Atlanta basically is the oh, fast yeah. and the furious with people having their illegal street racing and the little car shows where they do I the donuts and stuff. Actually, yeah, um, they be, they do it over down here by Fulton Industrial at the Quick Trip by my house. It's it's crazy. I mean, they the clubs are acting like nothing's going on. I have so many videos of my friends out. I mean, people are just at restaurants like it's nothing. Like people are sitting down. Having conversations, fun. I mean, you literally wouldn't know if that video happened this week or last year. Like you, I mean, you literally couldn't tell. Like Atlanta does not care. I even saw the official Georgia Twitter. I think it's like a everything Georgia page. They did like the crying emoji and was like, I guess we don't care about quarantine anymore. I mean, it's like it, Georgia literally doesn't care. And it's crazy because New York is the exact opposite. Everything is different in New oh, York. New York's a worse right? now. Yeah, because they have it the worst. So, yeah, so it makes sense that they're, like, you know, following protocols to try to um, uh, uh, rectify this situation as soon as possible more than, like, other states. But, I mean, New York at times are almost ghost towns. I've heard from a lot of different people in New York that generally people just stay within their area. Like, if you're from these projects, you just stay in these projects. Nobody's really, like, on the sidewalks. There's not much traffic. Um, I've seen pictures of the train. Some people are like literally the only person on the entire cart a lot. Like New York is completely different. On the other hand, Georgia is acting like literally nothing has changed. Clubs, restaurants, everything open. I don't know how the DMV is. Maybe they're like in the middle, but Georgia literally doesn't care like at all right now. It's not, it's ironic too, because I mean, me, you, we've been to New York and anybody in the comments from New York can even attest to this. New York's a dirty city. Let's be real. Yeah. It's not Philly, but it it is, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's, it's up there. It's it's up there. The city, the city is trash. I'm just talking about like it's actually, actually dirty. Yeah. Like people just littering and yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash. But with, with the coronavirus, now no one wants to go out. It was already a dirty city. When that no one wants to go out at all, they risk their lives because of coronavirus. When there was already bacteria everywhere, just walking in New York. But yeah. <laughs> with Atlanta, now everybody everybody's just outside. No one cares. And, and it's like if you tell someone that you're taking this seri- seriously, it's like you're looked at as a dork. Like, why are you taking this seriously? Like, like this ain't real. Hey man, you gonna have to fight me to get me to get me to come up out this house, man. I am at home. Like I'm not going out. Like hey, you're like hey, more power to you. I'm staying here. But I literally, I literally only leave the house to take Brody on a walk, and I don't leave the neighborhood. Now today it was my cousin's birthday. Shouts out to Jamila. She um we my mom and I drove by her house and we like said hi to the family with our mask on and everything but we stayed in the car and we left after like maybe 10 minutes and that's literally the only time i've left the house since since march 14th that's why i actually have a nice little outfit on you feel me you see i got the watch on and all that you know i actually had to you know, look nice and presentable because i'm actually going somewhere just beyond my front porch finally um so i'm different i'm i'm not leaving the house like i said earlier they can say coronavirus is officially cured Everything is safe. I'm giving it maybe another two, three weeks of just chilling, and then I'll go back out. I'll let y'all be the test dummies. It's not gonna be me. Now I don't live with family right now. I live like I live in an apartment, so I gotta get my groceries and everything. And so I I have to go out, but I do got like four masks, well four four reusable masks, and I got like a bunch of exposable masks, so I'm good. And also as well, 
Um, I, I, I have to at least take a walk. Like, I have to take a walk. I'm not a person that can stay inside all day. So I just take walks by myself, just like with no one around me. And I feel like I'm perfectly fine with that. But anytime I'm around people, I definitely wear a mask. And like you said, um, it's your, it was your cousin's birthday. It's going to be, um, well, my, my old neighbor that I grew up with, he just graduated high school. Um, he just graduated high school last week. So I have, so he's having like a little drive-in party, just sort of like how you have with your cousin. Um, driving away, probably take a picture. They're gonna have that tomorrow, so I'm gonna show for that as well. But I say that's that's the only thing you can. That's the only um like event you can get me to come out for. It. I'm not going out to like no parties, nothing, nothing at all. I'm a, I was an introvert anyway, so like, hey, this could be my excuse just from staying by myself. Like. <laughs> I have also older family members, so I'm also don't want to take that chance to put them at harm's way, like mm, if yeah. I believe it or not, because I just don't want I just want to take that chance at all. Fully understand that, man. I I mean, and yeah, like you say, I'm already I'm a homebody. Um, pretty much only when I'm in New York do I have an itch to go outside every day. When I'm in Atlanta, I can other than taking Brody on a walk, I cannot leave the house for like. A half a year, I'm chilling. I have Xbox. I have all of this YouTube content I'm constantly working on. And the people I talk to on Xbox are like basically like the the majority of my best friends. It's like 15 of us every night. So it's not even like I'm of not socializing. I'm talking to them all day, every day. Even if I'm not playing Xbox, I just have the headset on talking to them, working on like Redskins videos or watching anime. So it's basically like I'm in a room with 15 other people all day, every day anyway. So, um, but then on top of that, I'm a homebody anyway. I, I do not, as long as, if I'm in Atlanta, um, the DMV, even LA, Vegas, I'm cool with staying inside. The only place in, is New York where I just like have an itch. I got to go do something. I got to be outside. I got to be interacting with people. I have to see what's happening. You say what? I say yeah, New York, definitely. Like New York, like, yeah, I have to be out and about. It would Yeah, no, I have to. Right now because I can't go anywhere. Yeah, and I'm not getting on that subway with the coronavirus going on. I'm definitely not getting. That's the last place I would want to go to. <laughs> Bruh, terrible. Um, and I see, I see them talking about me in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> I see anything with you on with Redskins shirt on. I'll have this the classical the same Simpson. <laughs> like you like SpongeBob. Yeah, like SpongeBob, where the whole, you look in his closet is just all the same thing. That's funny. My boy smokes is stupid, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I never really get to wear different clothes. Y'all be like very intrigued by how I dress. I mean, like I, I like Korean, European, and like just weird clothing. I don't wear like typical, just like you know what everybody else wears. I like weird stuff. This is actually a more normal outfit for me, just a regular Adidas shirt. Um, I got my little Middle Eastern head wrap, but um, this is actually a pretty normal outfit for me. I like. I'm an experimental person, so. I'm normally wearing some weird stuff. So the fact that, yeah, I guess I never really thought about the fact that y'all only see me in that same set of like eight shirts. Uh, and then y'all don't see my pants. Uh, I wear like, generally I wear this hat. Um, I have other red skin gear, but gear, but it's usually uncomfortable. So um, yeah, y'all really don't get to see me in anything else. Really. Oh, AM Hunter said they're opening up DC bars are opening a lot of traffic out. Oh, Hey man, Georgia hasn't cared at all. It's like, there wasn't a quarantine. I think they gave it like two weeks. They had like a curfew for like a week maybe where you had to be back inside by like 9 p.m. And that went away and everybody went back to like coronavirus never happened. 
Yeah, like everybody was like, "All right, I'm tired of this now. Like, let me go out." But what's funny <laughs> when the governor when the governor um, opened up everything, um, you had a lot of people complaining. But like, it was a little like after a week, you see the same people that were complaining now now they're all out. Right, make a difference. It's crazy too. I I have so. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying when he when he opened up everything, I was like, hey, people are already going out anyway. So it's just like, hey, what's the point? I don't even know what the official announcement was. Yeah, now it's just not taboo to do it. (laughs) People were still doing it everywhere. I see like all the uh, um, Atlanta Instagram comedians. They still just in the streets at gas stations chilling, just like you know how Atlanta Atlanta people always hanging out at gas stations. Or in the projects on like a certain street, they they if you look on their Instagrams, it look like nothing's changed. And then they they my one of my friends went to like an air show, you know how like the military planes pass by. I mean, it was a huge crowd of people out there. I mean, they just you would have never thought coronavirus happened. I mean, Georgia's literally, I can't emphasize it enough. Georgia's literally like 90% like coronavirus hasn't happened at all. I could, I wouldn't be able to tell from my view in my neighborhood, but from Instagram, my friends sending me stuff in the group chats and stuff, it's wild. Like, I mean, Georgia literally doesn't care. You don't know how many posts I, have I seen by, like, people of, like, all backgrounds saying that, oh, this is a hoax. Like, this is a hoax. See, this is, like, I tell you this was a hoax. Um, Like, just showing, like, examples of proof of how it's not real. But the thing is, like, how do we know? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just being safe. I'm airing. It ain't I'm gonna be me. I'm sorry, caution. Because, like, look, it's, it's not, it's not a thing for me to wait two more months to, to finally live my life like normal again. Like, I, I rather wait a couple of months and wait another year because, um, because numbers are rising again because people don't want to stay. Exactly. Just go ahead and get it out the way. Yeah. Exactly. Like. I mean, I don't mind saying, like, hey, I'm getting paid. Like, I'm getting my unemployment. I work for Arthur Blank. Shots out to Arthur Blank. He's paying me. And I'm also <laughs> getting money from the Georgia Department of Labor as well. So I'm good. I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm making more money now than I did when I was actually working. So, hey, if I'm just staying at home, like, doing podcasts, playing video games, like, and, and getting paid, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm yeah, not I've been, I've been more focused and and um productive since this too like it's like no excuse like there's literally no excuse for me not to be working on redskins content day in day out all day all night type of thing i occasionally get on xbox but like i said most of the time i'm on xbox i'm just on the headset talking i'm not even actually playing anything so um this has been a great opportunity for me to get really focused and um one of the main things i'm coming out with merch soon but um as y'all can already see new logo complete rebranding um, I'm coming out with memberships sooner than the merch. The membership should be done within the next couple of days. So y'all can subscribe to different levels. There's like a certain amount you pay per month. You get different perks. The higher you are in the perks, you, of course you get the perks, all of the perks that the lower levels get also. So if you pay the most per month, you get the perks that everybody has and stuff like that. So I've been able to work on that. I have all kinds of special content for different levels of perks. And I mean, if it wasn't for coronavirus, who knows how long it would have taken me to like, work on all of that i mean i literally have all day to sit down and be productive and figure out ways to improve my brand how to bring in more income you know stuff like that so uh this is i've been this has been very advantageous for me i've definitely um taken advantage of all of the 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 free time i've had because of this without a doubt 
And honestly, with with coronavirus now, I'm I'm finally writing again. I I used to write like more in college, but now I'm getting back to my sports writing again. I'm probably gonna get to my creative creative writing again. I used to write stories. I was sort of a poet, like like I say a little bit of a poet too, a little bit of a poet. I mean, yeah, I was a little bit of a poet. See my money <laughs> used to get shots out. So uh, I'm in a little bit more productive. Now I'm trying to force myself to stay productive as well. Um, yeah, like hopefully by, by this is over, if this is over in 2021, I can speak fluent Spanish. Who knows? Oh, that's a good point. I did start my Italian in, in the beginning to, um, you know, relearn. Because I used to actually speak Italian pretty well, but uh, you, you don't use it, you lose it. And y'all, are, everybody from my channel already knows I have like the worst memory of anybody you'll meet. So I'm... A different level of don't use it, you lose it. Um, so I was I was planning on picking that back up. Now that you just reminded me of it, I might um actually start doing that every day again. I need to include that on my schedule. Matter of fact, I'm writing that down right now. But um, what was it called? Um, also, I feel like I mean, with all of this free time, I feel like there's no reason I shouldn't come out of this quarantine without at least some type of like mixtape or something. I know my boy Tut, Soko Ryan, y'all check him out on Spotify. Just came out with his album literally 12 a.m. going into Friday today. You literally just type in Soko Ryan and I guess uh, I I go to Spotify. S-O-A-K and then Orion, like the star. Um, Check out his album. But um, he's always getting us out of the whole party chat to like drop, you know, add a verse to his songs and stuff. And it's kind of motivated me to get back into music because that was my main passion for a long time. Then it switched to sports. So I feel like at this point, there's no reason for me not to come out of quarantine without a mixtape, at least. Something, yeah, just a little something. Yeah, Rico, I used to use your beats on my, my podcast before. Yes, sir. Got- yes, sir. And I, I don't know. It's going to be a minute before I care about making beats again, because that's way more effort than making a song. Getting a beat and adding words to it and choruses, verses, and all of that is way easier and less time consuming than getting back into making beats. I'm going to try. I have some ideas for some tracks, but it's way easier to just go back there and just hop on a song. Hey, for so, anyone uh, well, Rico and this producer, Rico was, was a very good producer. He was a very appreciate good Appreciate it. Yeah, any any music that um any any music that y'all hear on my channel is from me. All the anything like the beats randomly in the background, the intros, all of that. Um, even the intro video, the little go-go thing I tried to do, you know, I'm I'm not super DMV, so I did the best I could with the go-go, and I think it sounds really nice. So all of that I do myself. Anything musically, you might occasionally hear a, a beat from my cousin Lyric, but that is more so it's more often a beat from me. And my mom said, mixtape, let me get on that. Uh I might give you a I might give you a verse, Ma. I might give you a verse. It just depends. I'll see what type of beat. Hey, give Miss Nikki a little feature. Give her a little feature. What would you even rap about? Are you gonna be like, like I, I, I'm I'm cool. I rap better than you. Like, what what do you? What, it, what are you gonna like do a battle rap type of rap? Or are you gonna be rapping about? I don't, I don't even know what content you could. Like, you gonna do that? I'm sick on the mic thing. That old school rap. I have no idea how that could go. But I'll, I'll give you a verse, ma. We go eat some spinach for that muscle memory. I've been I've been hearing random stuff. I used to try that little app that helped, and I just nothing's worked. If oh, it's not pop- like, huh? I'll say, like, Popeye, the cartoon. Yeah, bruh, sure. I'm terrible, bruh. I, I downloaded an app that's, like, some type of brain app that helps with memory. I did that for a while. It didn't do anything. Um, so, yeah, man. I uh, 
I um I, I don't think I think there's no hope for me. Hopefully I don't end up getting uh like long-term memory loss, like the super duper serious one when I get older. Right now I'm good though. I mean, because my bad memory has turned me into an organized person. Like I might have the worst memory you'll ever meet out of somebody, but I'm also gonna be one of the most organized guys you meet. I mean, everything is organized to a T. My music, um, the anime I watch, the anime I need to watch, anything I've ever done is written down. My to-do list, my app is um, filled. Even if it's something small, like take trash out, I write it down and then click the little check mark to say I did it. Like I can literally track what I've done day by day for the like past a long time. Like I keep track of everything. So I, it's, I guess it's a gift and a curse at the end, at the end of the day. My mom said her mixtape, her verse is going to be straight ratchet. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm very scared for that verse. I am very scared. We got a couple of comments up above. A.M. Hunter saying Montgomery County con congressman was booed for not opening up. I assume really? Oh, uh, uh, baby. He's just trying to care for everybody, man. Dang, y'all leave him alone. Is that DC or or is that Alabama? I think he's talking about I think he's talking about Alabama. Who said it? Uh, AM Hunter. Is that Alabama? I, I believe that's Alabama. I'm not sure. I'm so assuming. Today is the first day of DC being open. Um, as far as Chicago goes, we're expected to reopen tomorrow. No extensions. Oh, I just scroll down. No extensions heard of yet. Okay. That's wild. New York is the most shut down place, and Georgia is the most just, we don't care. December 24th, <laughs> New York. Oh, uh, yeah. We're still not opening yet. Um, cases are still going up. Yeah, New York is crazy. Okay. We're okay. We, we'll probably consider opening by 2022. We don't know yet. My boy Akira, just be, he, he's in New York. He just be chilling. He literally just be chilling, acting like nothing's going on. But then my boy Spank, who's also Akira's cousin, um, he gets mad when people get too close of, to him. Like when he goes to the deli to try to get a chopped cheese or whatever, he uh, gets so upset when somebody gets close. He's like, bro, you know we're quarantining. Oh, they said Montgomery County in Maryland. Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. I was thinking Montgomery, Alabama too, man. Hey, man, that's just the that's just the environment we're around. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's wild. Uh, the, this whole coronavirus thing is really interesting. I really hope Football can make a full comeback. I'm also rooting for other leagues because I don't wish I, anything bad I, on the other league. I, I don't want to be bare about that news, but the way it's looking like, I mean, I just don't see them already just opening up and having 50,000 fans. I feel like if they open it up, it's probably going to be like half fans. They can't serve any concession food. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to open up uh, too much. Man, I, I, just, bars, bro. I know you got some on deck. No, no, not, not some on deck. I mean, like every black kid growing up, I used to be a rapper and a ball player in high school. So I used to have some Especially Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, you already know. Everybody yeah. make, everybody make wow. music. Everybody a rapper here. Everybody got a mixtape out here. Everybody. College, it went from po from rapping to poetry. But, I mean, I'm like, so I'm like years removed from, from, from that now. I mean... No, like, give it some time. Give it some time. Once I start writing again, I might I might say something. If I think it's good. If I think it's good. If I think it's bad, you won't hear it. Okay. You won't hear it. All right, don't get it, don't if get I embarrassed up here on this stream now. I'm, <laughs> I'm a very confident person. So if it's good, you're gonna know it. All right, don't come up here spitting boo-boo bars and making people oh, no. unsubscribe now. Hey, I just <laughs> I just 
spoken word like during my sophomore year for like like a small period of time. Actually, from how they knew me at a radio station, Rico, it was because I was in the spoken word contest for them. And then that's how. Oh, oh, that's I, dope! I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it wasn't it was sport, it wasn't sports related or anything. I I started out with a spoken word. That's how I got to know everybody else. I used to go to some spoken word poetry stuff right before I met you, all the way in East New York, Brooklyn. That, that train ride was like two hours. Um, but that that used to be really fun. It was like a nice little free place. I was huh? right. I wish you would have known me back then. I would have went. Of course, I probably yeah. wasn't there, but just to like hear them, like that was would... like freshman year. I like stopped right before I um, met you because I met you sophomore year, like second semester. That was like freshman yeah. year. I I was going all the way to East New York. That was like a two hour train ride one way, but it was fun. It was free, and it was we were of course the youngest people there. It was like a super duper like legendary poetry club. I got to figure out what the name of it was. I got to find that. I really, I really want to find it so I can like bookmark it and go back again another day when I go back to New York because I can't wait to move back. I mean, I can't wait because of Corona, but I don't know if I'm going to move there permanently. But I need to visit again. I need to visit New York again. Yeah, once I mean, you know us, we go every well until this year. We go every year during the summer, cousins and, and the friends. I finally was going to go with you guys. This happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this year was more so focused on Disney World, but when in doubt, if nobody else is going to go to New York, I was going to go to New York. I'm going to New York every summer until I move there. I don't care what everybody else is doing. Our, our, prim- our uh, primary objective, our priorities were Disney World, but coronavirus messed that up and messed up New York. And I was just going to go to New York by myself if I had to. So I'm oh, you was trying to bag them. Oh, you you was trying to bag them, Neo. So <laughs> you got a bag full of incense and burning oil. Wait, did you really just? Hey, I, know, I still do incense. I can pull them up yeah, right now. I, I'm, but I'm everything fragrance. Like I'm not incense. Wear this hat all day type of guy. But I do. I'm just fragrances. I have body washes. I have lotions. Everything feminine, masculine. I don't care. I have all of it, and I do. Um, my my oils, I like more than the incense sticks because the incense sticks all have that underlying burn smell that I'm not like a huge fan of. But um, but yeah, I, I have everything. But he said, yeah, when he said neo soul sisters, I imagine an afro with the little beads around and the <laughs> that's so stupid. Hey, nah, I, man, I, I was just going over there for the poetry. I'll be like you, like hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need grow my my dress too. Like I had dress be oh I had twists before baby twists, but I didn't know how to manage them. So now I'm growing them again. Shouts out to quarantine helping me grow them. But you ain't seeing my hair because it's nasty. So yeah, you because because of quarantine, you can grow them in silence so you can get through that ugly phase and then come out yeah. ready. I'm, yo, I'm like Double <laughs> from Ed and Eddie. You ain't gonna see my hair. This is all you're gonna see until until I get a lineup for something. <laughs> yeah bro yeah don't don't expose yourself like that i know like a few of my boys like harvey and them are struggling without their barber right now they like they don't even want to be seen i've got hair cutting two months it's wild right yeah. now like here too like i don't know if i have a beard locks but hey my fault mommy i meant to say locks he said slim that hat nearly threw me to the, made me hit the floor <laughs> i mean because literally when i picture somebody that loves incense and poetry i picture them wearing this hat all day every day it's like basically just stitched on their head. I'm not that level of incense. I love incense. I go to the Africans in Harlem to get my incense when I can. But I prefer the oils. I'm more of the oil, like put it on my body oil or the incense burner oil 
um, than like just the straight incense stick with a lighter. The incense stick with a lighter is cool every now and then, but I also don't want my clothes smelling like that all the time because people that burn incense all the time, their rooms and their clothes smell like that. And you're not about to get me out here like that because I like to I smell know. different every day. Well, you, you don't know how many uh, people I knew, like, well, how many places I've been to New York where it smell like straight incense, just smell like just straight smoke. But they love it, man. That's that's what they love it. Where we um when we went to New York this past summer, last year, 2019, where we stayed at in uh where was he? We was like it was kind of Washington Heights, kind of Sugar Hill area. Um, but it was like northern Harlem. With the apartment building, it was one floor because we had to go up like five floors to get to where we stayed at. It was like the third floor. It was the most beautiful incense. And I every day I, I almost knocked on their door to ask them what it was. I don't know what it was. It was like a mix of home cooking and incense. And I'm sad. I, I'm sad every day I didn't knock on that door to ask them. But I just, I don't know. I didn't know if they were busy or something. I didn't want to bother them. But that incense was amazing, wherever they got it from. And I need that. Hey, well, once uh, coronavirus is over, this, we just got to swing through the West End. The West End um, got like a bunch oh, of yeah. on. And then in the month, they sell incense. They sell like a lot of natural products. So, we got to do yeah, that. West End is a good spot to get stuff like that. Um, also, uh, what's the place that's like the uh, the East Village, the village? Um, what's it? Little Five Points. Little oh, yeah, no, yeah. Your, your Little Five Points with the skating and all the weird stuff. Yeah. They're a good place for uh, incense also. I, I still have some oils I got from them too from over there somewhere. I forgot. It was some underground place or whatever. I got some oils there and I still have them. They were really good. My man smoke shit. My uncle smell like Egyptian must. I think the man washes his clothes in it. <laughs> Why does everybody know what Egyptian must smell like? Why do we all not <laughs> wash his clothes in it? See, that's what I can't wear flavors that everybody has. Like I couldn't buy that because I already know if I nine times out of 10, when I go out in public, I'm going to smell like somebody else. I try to be exclusive with it or try to mix things up because I love my bath and body work smells. So I'll mix it up with an oil that only I have to like, you know, they compliment each other and then I smell different. I'm not, you're not about to catch me out here smelling like somebody else though, ever. Yeah, so you got a Redskins question. It says, what Redskins running back fits the Turner system the most? Um, Probably Antonio Gibson, probably. Talent-wise, potential, because we don't, we don't know for sure if Antonio Gibson's gonna be as great as we hope. But like, as far as being literally Christian McCaffrey, he's the most like Christian McCaffrey. Like Bryce Love, him and Christian McCaffrey played both played at Stanford. They were both electric, but he's not really a Christian McCaffrey type of guy to me. He's more of an in-between-the-tackles, lightning-speed type of guy. But he's not really like a Chris Thompson receiving back like Antonio Gibson is, who literally played receiver in college. And I love Darius Geis. He's also pretty versatile. He can pass catch better than people give him credit for, but he's more of a Marshawn Lynch. So if I had to say anybody, um, just based off of potential, I would go with Antonio Gibson. And got another comment. Hockey starting late July, straight to the playoff, 12 East teams and 12 West teams in two big assigned locations, big time Caps fan. And and I rock all polo oils with a bit of Fahrenheit. I like that AM, honey. I like that. I like that combination of smells. I have a green uh, polo spray in the back. I'm about to run out. I'm about to be sad. I'm about to uh, have a moment of silence for that eventually. But, um, oh, yeah, but I heard about that with the hockey um, they're just going to go straight to the playoffs. No more regular season. And okay. they're going to expand the amount of teams from 16 to 24 and just get going. 
Now, for the NBA, I feel like they should just keep it 16. But, yeah, for the NF, for the, for hockey, let it rock. And, honestly, let, let's be real. They're probably going to get more viewers now because <laughs> going on. Let's yeah. be real. I mean, there's nothing else going on. So every, I mean, I'm, I don't even watch hockey. I might as well tune in. Why not? It's live sports. So um, I feel like hopefully they don't jeopardize people's health too much by making moves like this. But I definitely see the strategic business advantage of being the only team having live sports right now. I mean, everybody's going to watch you. Everybody. I mean, even Atlanta. Atlanta don't care about hockey so much. The hockey team left and went to Canada. You might even get Atlanta people to watch hockey because there's literally nothing else to watch but that random golf game Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning and them had. And I guess poker maybe. I think they have poker yeah, on. I think bowling. It shows you there's nothing else to watch. If that was Exactly, on. man. That's never usually televised. They even had that slapping competition going on where it's like you each person slaps each other till one gets knocked yeah. out or something like that. For real? Yeah, yeah bro. I seen that, bro. That's wow. Yeah, you had the horse competition going on. I couldn't even watch that one. I, I watched like five seconds. <laughs> Man, that's that's that slapping thing. It couldn't be me, man. There ain't no way somebody's slapping me. And that's just it. Like, that's just, I couldn't, man. I, I know they probably have a nice little reward money for it, but I mean, you literally have to sit, like, you have to sit there. And there's like a rule to where you can't hit somebody's temple because, of course, you could possibly like kill them. So it's like you have to like slap them straight cheek and they have to sit there and take it. And y'all just go one by one. It's, it's so weird. And then it's just a room full of, it's just a room full of men extra close. Like, everybody's like huddled up. Like, like closer than battle rap crowds. Like, I mean, they're literally on top of each other. It's like a small basement room or whatever. I mean, it's like official. It's painted. I forgot. So I've seen it on got, Instagram. We got coaches for this on like a perfect technique. No, it's I don't think it's coaches. Every, they have hype men. Of course, like battle rap, you know, you got the guy behind you yelling like, yeah. And they like everybody has hype men on their side, kind of. But I don't think there's a coach. I've just seen like slap. Do about now. Slap them harder. Slap them harder. Let's go. Yeah, Let's I don't go. know. Like, slap them at an angle. Like, I don't know how you can strategically. I don't know. Somebody can probably end up try harding it and find this some like, really crazy strategic advantage. Like, what? Like, hey, can't be. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's weird, bro. It's it's really weird. I just it couldn't be me though. I'm not about to be out here getting slapped, let alone on television for everybody to see. I don't care what the money price is. You're not about to catch Rico just getting slapped on camera. Well, I won't say I'll do anything we pay me enough, but you pay me enough, I'll do that. I'll do that. I can't, bro. I can't I can't get slapped on camera without me having to air the whole place. So I some some got a result from it. I don't care what hey, like hey, I don't care. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I don't even like like when females touch my face. I hate my face being touched in any way, even if it's like a touch anybody so i can't even imagine getting slapped I, I my face is very like no no zone for anybody i don't care maybe with my wife i might have to get used to her touching it i don't know i would prefer not but i hate anything on my face anything i can't stand it any type of finger object i hate it i don't know what it is it's just instant rage i don't know what it is man i'm uncomfortable baby just touch you like yes i hate i don't want a baby touching me i don't want my girl touch i hate when my face gets touched i can't even imagine entering a slap competition i would go crazy i would definitely end up breaking some rules i couldn't even do it but it's why it was pretty entertaining because i saw it on instagram and i watched like the whole 67 60 second like little preview video and normally i skip them 
But I was like, this is actually, I want to see if somebody's going to lose, but nobody ever like lost. They just, um, they just got slapped. One guy like fell over, but then he oh, came back. Really? So I guess there's no, I guess as Wait, long as you don't get knocked out. You, can you get knocked out? Yeah. Can you get knocked out from a slap? Like, I think that's how you lose, but as long as you're able to get up and recover, you're good. Cause after he got up, he fell how, over, how got hard, back up and slapped him. How hard the slap must be if it could knock you out. Like, I I don't know. It's crazy too because there's some huge husky guys. It was one guy that was huge. He wasn't muscular, but he was like belly up here, like you can sit something on it type of guy, built type guy. And then he was going against this skinny little golf guy. And I mean, the golf guy was holding his own. I never saw the end of it, but he was taking them huge, heavy-handed slaps like it was like what, it was nothing. What type of workouts you gotta do to improve your slap game? Oh, I can tell you, but it's inappropriate. <laughs> All you need is one arm. You only need one. <laughs> you only need because they're not doing this and that. It's not combos or nothing. They're not like doing this and that. You're literally sitting here, face forward, and you're letting the other guy just bow, and they just take turns. It's crazy. It's weird, bro. It's so weird. I need to see this. Bro, just go look it up, bro. It's, it's crazy. Mark said table belly. It, bro, it's crazy, bro. I, it's so weird. I, I don't even. I, I mean, I'm, but it makes sense because I knew. I know they were like, "Oh, it's Corona, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, all out the way. This is our chance. <laughs> this is our chance to do it." They were clearly violating social distancing, though. I mean, they didn't care about social distancing at all. I mean, it was clearly like sixty people in a regular bedroom, like basement little room, just on top of each other. I know it was sweaty and hot. Like, like Bill probably ain't paid or something? Bro, it was bro, it was so janky. You got to see it, bro. Just go look it up. I mean, they tried to make it better. Like, they had the, the walls were kind of painted, and they tried, but it, it was stupid, man. It was weird. It's weird. It's too many. It's too many men in one room for me personally. I mean, it was so crowded. There were no chairs. Everybody was just standing around. And they have like a little, I forgot if it was a table. It's something to divide them. And it's almost like right below your chest level. And then and then that's where they're set up at. They're just facing each other and just slap one at a time. If they tell me, oh, Shay, we're going to pay you $5,000 to participate in this. Like, I bet. Like, how many times? Well, what about like losing? Like, how, is it a tournament? That's all you got to say. Is it a to- I'm curious, like, is it a tournament or do you just take an L on your record and keep it moving and play again? They, they got to get paid. They got to get paid. So, like, hey, they tell me, tell me like, hey, we're going to pay you a thousand for this. I'll be like, uh, two thousand. I'm like, okay, two thousand. I'm like, all right, bet. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do to it. Lose, I mean, hey, man, win or hey, lose, I'm lose, hoping, lose, yeah. Whatever. I'm getting paid. That's what, I'm assuming that's, that's they have medical people ready. 500 matches and get paid. Hey, that's all I care. 500 matches are getting slapped. Remember, it's not one slap a match. I mean, they out there getting dogged. I mean, it's literally back and forth. Hey, if (laughs) I get paid. So uh, AGM Productions says it's still WWE. And that's right. So I do watch WWE. At least, well, some WWE. Only the pay-per-views and only Raw. SmackDown is trash. And I watch AEW. So... That's still, if you don't want to call that a sport, it's still live entertainment going on. If you want to call it. Various forms. I got Xbox. Mostly. Yeah, I got I got Xbox and I watch old NFL games. I'm so upset because I paid for NFL Game Pass and now it's free for everybody. I I was sick. I got it for free. 
Yeah, man, I was sick, bro. I was sick. I was sick. I was like, man, I just paid. I mean, I paid for it a while ago, but still, man, I deserve to get my months extended. The amount of months that everybody has is free. That's that's how I feel. Cause I, j- bro, I I don't even normally pay for Game Pass, so I was sick. Yo, like I saw, what was it? I forgot what show it was. It had uh, Adam Thielen on there, and he was going over his uh, routes. That was cool. I was like, yeah, I gotta check more of this. He was just I, going over his routes. Brian Baldinger. I, I forgot who whose show it was. Or like, Brian Baldinger normally just does his little film sessions by himself, so he like had somebody yeah, in a room with him. Yeah, but I think he had Adam Thielen, and I think it was like a new show. They were doing like adding special guests. It could be Brian Baldinger, it could be someone else. But he was going over his routes, he was going over like his plays, going over what he does. It was like so intricate, so detailed. I loved it. Like Adam Thielen felt comfortable, like it wasn't in like a normal interview. Like if it was cool. You know a show I mean I've been meaning to watch, but I haven't gotten a chance yet. That's Steven Jackson, uh um, what's his name? Oh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes show. I gotta tune into that. I need to watch that. Yeah, I think someone yeah. mentioned comments earlier, but yeah, I need to watch that. They've been going for a while. They have a lot of episodes. Yeah. It was before quarantine even happened. I saw it, but I yeah. just haven't gotten a chance to. It started earlier this year, if I'm not wrong, or at least 2019. If I'm if I'm not watching uh sports on xbox or anime i'm watching Corey x kenshin on youtube 85 south show on youtube and that's literally it really um of course i check out the other redskins guys to support them but as far as me just chilling i'm eating and and just like relaxing i'm watching 85 south show because that's like the the as close to my comedy as you can get um dc unfly carlos miller and chico beans from dc um, and then Corey X Kenshin, because it's just so random and hilarious, especially the spooky, scary Sundays and all of that. And then that's really it. Um, I need to add uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson to that list, too, because they some real ones. So I do want to see the input on different things, because I'm pretty yeah, sure it's funny. Like, I'm a full-time sports nerd, so I just watch. Well, I have NFL Live recorded, so I'll watch that whenever I need to. Of course, been watching The Last Dance. I watch um, Netflix sometimes. I watched Ozark like a month earlier. Like Ozark's legit, like the best uh, TV show I well best like Netflix series. A TV show I watch too. So anyone hasn't watched Ozark, uh, you should watch that. But um, I watch uh, there's a Netflix series on Sunderland, an English soccer team. I watch that. I'm a I'm a wrestling nerd too, so I've been watching wrestling and been playing video games. Um, Anime, I watch anime, but I just haven't watched any anime recently. Bro, I'm uh, telling you, bro. So many great ones out here. So many great ones. I'm, I'm just too lazy. At this point, I'm kind of too lazy to even search for it. I'm too lazy to even find my remote and open up my TV. But what I do is, because I can't, I used to watch sub, but like, I just don't, I feel like I don't have the time for it. Because with sub, you have to literally stare at a screen and only watch that because you have to read it. So yeah. what I do is I just watch dub now and just be doing other stuff. Like I'm, I have, I'll have one piece at the bottom right, and then I'll be working on a Redskins video with the rest of my screen, the rest of the other three fourths. Same with Xbox, I can be playing Call of Duty Warzone and just have one piece, one piece playing as like the dub version. So like I oh, never miss it. So when in doubt, I can't do one piece again. The episodes are just, there's too many episodes. This is like. <laughs> Going on, it's been going on since I was like 10. And I'm yeah, going on right now. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just something for me to have into the background. I'm not even super watching it, but there's some great animes that I would de- I could definitely send you a list 
um, of everything that you should be watching. Like, there's some great ones out there right now. I love Yu Yu Hakusho. That was my favorite anime. Oh, great. And Top I got, like, for me. something on my TV that has 24-7 anime, so I could watch 24-7 Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho is easily easily top ten. Might be in my top five. Yu Yu is crazy. So I, I, I the, the old animation kind of bothers me, but other than that, I, I, anime I is the, great. I love the old animation. I love the old animation, but we got comments says, "Why have an Xbox?" Answer to that is no. I am PS4, PlayStation till I die. I had <laughs> ever since PlayStation One. I can't do an Xbox. Um. I'm not really much of a multiplayer type person. I play I play single player games for the most part. Only time I actually play multiplayer is Call of Duty and FIFA. That's the only time I play multiplayer. Everything else is and Call of Duty is Call of Duty is um what's it called it they it's cross platform so you can be on PC uh, Xbox or PlayStation while playing together anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you want to play Call of Duty with me, I can put my. PSN is I'm a king three three two. So I'm a king. Did you want to play with us? <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, yeah. If I can, I think I got to make an account. Once I make my Call of Duty account, I can play with y'all. Yeah, I, I've been. I haven't played Call of Duty like over a month though, because I've been doing so many other things. But um, like, I could be rusty, but hey, I'll play with y'all. I'll play with y'all. <laughs> I hope I don't mess Wait. y'all up, but I'll play with y'all. <laughs> yeah, no, PlayStation is definitely a better single player experience. I feel like Xbox is the better multiplayer experience. That definitely makes a lot of sense cuz Xbox party chat is just different. And that's what mostly what I'm here for. Like I said, most of the time my Xbox is on, I'm just in the party chat talking. I'm not even playing games. And Smoke Jam said Knuckleheads is dope. Who's uh Knuckleheads? I don't know what that is. And it's not as hood as Stack and Matt Barnes. Oh, then I probably might not like it that much. I'll check it out though. But if it's not Stack and Matt Barnes, have you has anybody else heard of Stack 5's mixtape when they had the NBA lockout? Boy, that tape was hilarious, bro. It was basketball basketball references everywhere. But what's crazy is that the songs were actually pretty fine because he like he had really good beats, really good production. You literally would never have known it was an NBA player. You have the lyrics too. Um, like decent. It was just annoying because it was basketball references. But like other than that, it was actually like fine. What else are you gonna rap about? I mean, he was talking about guns a little bit, so you know, violence and stuff. And then he had he had his heaviest Texas Texas accent on. I mean, it literally just sounded like somebody from Houston just a, with a regular mixtape. I mean, but it was but the basketball bars were a little forced because he said something about um he said something I'm blessed to the death of me. They tried to take me out the game. No referee. Like, see, like, he he rhymed. He said death of me and referee, which is kind of fine. But he was just forcing the NBA bars. It's but like, it's a it's lot a of five B stuff. I'm, he's basically, in basketball terms, if in basketball terms, was a rapper. Yeah. But he's way better than that, uh, whoever that is on every NBA 2K soundtrack. That dribble guy, whatever his name is. What I hate, bro. His songs are so annoying. It's way better than that. Trust me. Like the the mixtape is actually pretty solid. The beats are fire. Just look up if you want an example. Just listen to everything ago. It's like everything ago, everything ago. It's fire. It's fire. Hey, He's talking about, huh? Oh yeah, I, I need to check it out. I need to check it out. But uh, yeah, appreciate you, Mark Paul. Appreciate you for tuning in. Say it's gonna go. Yes, get sir, yes, yes, sir. Oh, let me go enjoy the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir, Mark. All right, bet, bet, bet. And uh, um, who says, like, what are you smoking, Christian? Say, yeah, so which, who are you smoking? Well, um, 
for I guess I guess that's good with me getting a PS4. Um, look, I I love the exclusives. I can't I can't leave a PS4. You got Crash Bandicoot. You're about to have a Ghost of Tsushima coming out. Um, yeah, Infamous. I'm not gonna lie. The way people have described yeah. Persona to me, it feels like it sounds like a game I would love. Persona too? That's yeah, I would love I Persona. I would play the mess out of that if I had a PlayStation. Even though I, I heard Last of Us Two ain't gonna be good, but I'm just saying, like, so many exclusives. Only thing I'm missing out of Xbox is Halo. That's really the only thing I'm missing out. That's one of the main. I'm here for Halo and Party Chat. That's mostly it. But the thing is, when I play video games, I don't really care to talk to anyone. I just care to play video games. So, like, I, that's why I'm saying I'm not much of an X, Xbox person because of that. I'm a yeah. PS4 person. It's definitely different. It's definitely PlayStation single player exclusives. And if you like Japanese games, like Persona sounds so fun. And then it's Xbox multiplayer, the most ignorant and hilarious and stupid party chats, and Halo. That is literally whichever one you care the most about. Yeah, and then he said Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll peep it. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? I'll check it out. Podcast. I need to listen to that. I need to listen to that. I know that's. I'm gonna peep it. I'm gonna definitely peep it. Yeah, I'm I know definitely. That's let me see. Let me type that up. Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson. But I definitely. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like the stack five and no. the. Yeah, speaking about the Malice in the Palace era, um, Clippers, they were supposed to be a really good team when they had Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, Sean Livingston. That team was supposed to be super talented, but then Sean Livingston had that freak injury where he tore like pretty yeah. much all of them. Darius <laughs> Miles wasn't really that focused. Quentin Richardson, he was like, he, he turned out solid, but he was never gonna, really going to be a star, but that team was going to be so talented. With Lamar Odom, too, but we already know Lamar Odom's backstories, but like they just had their heads on straight. That team, <laughs> that, that would have been a good Clippers team too. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a, a lot of teams that get lost throughout history just because another team overshadows their success. Yeah. That happens all like the time. One of the what could have been teams. Yeah. Um, check out B Rail Pope. Podcast smoke box. Okay, I need to check that out too. Be real. Let me see. Uh, yo, the I podcast I need back is um Tackstone podcast, bro. That was one of my favorite podcasts doing it. Luckily, I have 85 South Show. I listened to Million Dollars Worth of Game a little. I used to love Million Dollars Worth of Game, but then after they got rid of uh What's His Face, the third guy, um, I stopped paying attention to it as much. I, I rarely catch it. So I just have 85 South Show and a lot of sports shows. Um, but I miss Tax Tone podcast, bro. Tax Tone was hilarious. That was my boy. So I was sad to see him go to jail because his podcast was excellent. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna definitely pick up this Matt the uh, Matt Barnes Stack Five thing because I I'm gonna give the other ones a try too. But I do feel like I'm gonna end up liking the Stack Five Matt Barnes one the most. I don't know if you check this show out. Um, I kind of for, for completely forgot the name of it, but Noriega is the host of it. Oh, Nori, who, wait, uh, he has a, I've seen him do radio stuff. Like, I see yeah, clips, it's like, he'll have an opinion. For the most part, but it had Lamar Odom in it. Um, if someone in the comments know, you could say the title. It's like, Drink Gods, uh, Smoke, I, I forgot what it was. Yeah, it's uh, Nor, oh, Drink Champs. It's Nor Drink and, Drink and that other guy. Man, they had I Lamar might check Odom. that out, because he's going to have all the New York guys in that one. I might yeah. rock with it. Had Lamar Odom drunk and high out of his mind, and this is this is like <laughs> a joke. 
it was like I mean like before like two months ago, right before coronavirus. So I'm like, um, like I don't know if this is good for your PR. You just came off from a relapse and everything. Um, yeah, I don't like, that don't sound too smart for him. I mean, hey, are oh, you going? Oh, I'm about to say like it seems like that show. It takes it takes uh, celebrities to have our negative images and then brings them on the show. So if you have a negative image, like, hey, you're more than welcome to come on here. So like, that's he, like the purpose. Like he consistently does that. Yeah. And that, that, cause I saw another guest. I forgot who it was, but had also had a bad image. So I think I think that's the theme of that show. So I need to check oh, that okay. one more too. But what are you about to say? I was about to say the most exclusive, like the most pure if you want like the New York of New York, especially like 90s, early 2000s, back when New York was crazy, um, the best podcast for that is um, Queens Flipping Them. Um, he literally has everybody. I mean, it's literally everybody on that podcast, like New York, like underground people, not even just famous people. It'd be like 50 Cent Shooter, like one of 50 Cent Shooters one episode. Like it's, li- bro, it's literally like New York. <laughs> Bro, it's so random, bro. It'll be Wait, like, it'll be like one shooter? of, yeah, bro. Ain't bro. Yeah, Fifty Cent's like gang member. It's like random stuff. Um, it'll be like such, a, it'll be yeah. such and such as baby mama. Like it's like authentic New York. Like it is purest. It's hilarious, bro. So that so we got like a Fifty Cent's role players, like the Kyle Corvers, the shooters, bro. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Literally anybody in New York you can think of. Of course, they have the big guys, like they have Cameron. They um, of course, they have the battle rappers because Queens Flip is um. You might if you when you see him, you might be like, I recognize this guy from somewhere. He's Probably. normally like in the crowd of battle rappers, like he just be in the crowd. I don't know what exactly he does for like a living other than podcast <laughs> Instagram, but. He makes money. I don't know. So yeah, Queens, he said, <laughs> Smoke Jam says Queens Flip is a duck. He is weird. He's like a super, like, attention controversy type of guy. Like, he'll force chaos and controversy, kind of. Like, he'll start stuff to that get, like, a, more content. Yeah, that bro, he's pretty, he yeah. He, <laughs> he he's, and he's, like, hyper and stuff. His, his the guy to do it with him, the, the DJ guy is really calm. He's pretty boring, actually. And then you just have Queens Flip, like, that's like over the top. So there's like no middle, but they compliment each other. And then they just bring anybody onto the podcast. Anybody. It's crazy. The Goods interview is hilarious. A good start would be Goods, the battle rapper, G-O-O-D-Z. Because New Yorkers talk trash in a, a different way from like other places like Atlanta and stuff. Like a lot of stuff New Yorkers say would be like a fight or a shootout in Atlanta. I don't know how to describe it, but like, I don't know. It's weird, but it's hilarious though. It's hilarious to see him go back and forth. Uh, I used to donate to a dude for I went to jail for. That's why I be careful who I donate to. Oh, that's wild. That's <laughs> that's so wild. <laughs> Super wild. But um, hey man, this is a great intro. A uh, great intro, little uh, show, real quick. You know what I'm saying? About to end it real soon. Have fun. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to say anything before I give us the big intro? I mean, the big outro. Hey, like I said, in every podcast during the coronavirus, just don't take all the toilet paper. <laughs> Yo, I've heard um in Maryland, my grandparents said that he just can't find Lysol. Like it's impossible. Like there's just you can't Amazon it, you can't find it at stores, and if you do, you're only allowed to buy one. That is I was, crazy. I didn't know I was it was that so bad lucky. out here. I was so lucky. I found hand sanitizer at Kroger. At grocery <laughs> store for anyone to know what Kroger is, but I found hand sanitizer. And it said take one, and I was gonna take one, but then I was like, hold on, let me walk back, let me sneak in. 
another one. I mean, they got so checked out. They don't know. They don't know. So I was a rebel. I took two. So I'm like, I don't know what to do again. I didn't know it was that hard out here. That's amazing, bro. Like I said, I've been in the house, so I I wouldn't safe. know. Like I have, like yo, finding toilet paper is hard for real. Like I'm almost, <laughs> I feel like I gotta get leaves out the trees. Hey, luckily, like, luckily, I'm that guy that every time I go to McDonald's or any restaurant, I'm taking like a stack of napkins like this. So even if I somehow run out of toilet paper, I just have stacks of McDonald's and. Chipotle napkins, just just real, just thick stacks of them. Now you gotta go to I, keep, the I keep like the bag to next to me. Take the toilet paper, bro. Oh yeah, like we used to do at St. John's. I know Lexi and them used to oh, literally just yeah, toilet we paper. We used to. Yeah, bro. I got I got stacks. This is just one bag. This is the bag I keep next to me. I got a stack. Yo, y'all you think I'm playing? No plates at the cafeteria. Class. Bro, I take everything. I, even if I'm eating something without forks, I'm taking the free forks. You feel me? I'm taking, sure, I'm taking yeah. straws. Remember I got a receipt in like, During the summer job, we used to take all, like, all the food to go because of my... Like, oh, yeah. Food. They I fed us like God. once a day. Yeah, like I'm not paying for food. Like I'm taking this to go. Like yeah, I used to take yeah. burgers and napkins out. I didn't have Yo, Tupperware, so I used to just put burgers and cookies and napkins Yo. and be chilling. Take like a bunch of patties just Stack them up and just read. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days with the chicken nuggets and the napkin, just taking everything in a napkin. It didn't matter. If, as long as it wasn't a pasta, it was getting taken in a napkin. Exactly. Put it in my bag. Oh, they had I chicken nuggets, it was over. Yeah, no. bro. I remember those days. Those chicken tenders were hitting. Like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. They definitely hit different. I don't know what St. John's was doing, but everything, especially the omelets they had, it wasn't during the summer, but the omelets they had during regular uh like semester times was beautiful that was amazing i miss those days so i'm like i miss new york i miss all of that the person made that almost i've got a name her name is Gage right now but she was social media famous just for those omelets. she was i didn't know that that's crazy social media famous she was like, <laughs> like everybody knew about her everybody knew about them omelets like come see these omelets when you come to the cafeteria come see these omelets no bruh bruh don't bruh that that bro, that bro, we we used to just. <laughs> I used to go stupid with those omelets. I would literally only wake up early to get an omelet because they cut it off at lunch, and I wouldn't even have a class in the morning. I'd wake up just to go get an omelet. Oh, we got some uh, deep questions here. Well, uh, uh, shout out to Pedro. Appreciate you. Said peace, good broadcast. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, I think Rico says your phone be broke. Your I think your phone is broke. My phone broke. Wait, what I do? Speaking of donations, I think your phone be broke, bro. Or oh, oh, you talking about like how I'm how I'm late with uh getting back to people, or I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't think it's popped up here. I'm a terrible um, text. I'm a terrible text. To you. Be safe as well. Be safe as well. Um, be safe, everyone as well. Uh, I mean, a on something different though. What's y'all physical deal breakers with dating? Like, what's acceptable no matter how good of a person? What's un? I'd prefer I don't I don't like bald like I can't bald I prefer somebody not tall especially taller than me but bald is like the main thing and certain types of piercings are necessary like I don't I don't know man I prefer and I prefer no tattoos if possible tattoos don't bother me but height is like a little annoying some piercings are a little annoying but like short hair bothers me i want i want my like my girl's hair is to always be as long as mine or longer if possible 
please. I don't care if it's locks. I don't care if it's straight, curly. I just like length. I'm sorry. I love I love short hair. I love natural everything. So, hey, you got short hair. You got fade. Hey, as long as to me, my <laughs> off, I, I, look, I, lo- I love it. I love it. I, I, need, I need length. I'll take weave as long as it looks like something. I just love natural. I mean, I could take you if you don't have natural. Like, I... But I just prefer natural. I like no makeup as well, or a little. Oh yeah, I love no makeup. Yeah, me too. Um, I hate makeup. What else? Uh, deal breakers, deal breakers, deal breakers. Um, I would say it's a deal breaker, but mostly I prefer if you're not high maintenance. I prefer. I mean, that would be nice because I'm a I'm a chill, laid back guy. Like I don't need to be worrying about you, or I don't need to be uh try to like care about you or like just trying to support you every single time. I need you to be self-sufficient. So um, I, I just don't like high maintenance. Um, I, I'm honestly, I'm cheap. So I like someone cheap too. <laughs> I like someone well, listening <laughs> too. Uh, I don't want to go, to, to, I go on forever about what I like, but trying to think of like deal breakers is kind of difficult. Um, I don't really have a lot. Honestly, yeah. like not a lot, a lot. Both of us are kind of like we both laid back, so both of yeah, us. Yeah, I'm chilling. A lot of different people. I guess like from like social habit deal breakers, I don't deal with cigarette smokers. I don't do. Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh boy, that's number one. I can't believe I, I didn't think of that. Or cigarettes, but I could I could deal with you smoke marijuana, but cigarettes is a that's boy. That's number one. A cigarette smoker. Oh my lord! No, that's like the worst thing you can do. That's like I don't care how bad you are, how good you look. Cigarette smoking, I can't do it. I prefer oh. for her not to smoke weed because they still come smelling like burnt bacon. Yeah, I, but I just prefer honestly, I just prefer if you're not a weed head. You can smoke weed, like I don't mind that. But if you're like someone that if I'm gonna find, I mean, if I'm going on a date with and you smell like weed, like I had experienced before, we smell like weed like every single time. Then okay, then I'm just gonna get turned off by that. Don't, I've never experienced that. That don't sound like fun to me, man. Like, I, like, there, was time, like there was one time I was like, because uh, my car, my car got in an accident. It wasn't my fault, but so I was uh, using my mom's car to take the girl on the date. I was in my mom's car, and then this girl was gonna come in smelling like weed in my mom's car. And I was like, nah, you, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Making you look crazy. Exactly. Why my car smell like weed? <laughs> oh. no, I Cleaned it, but uh, in terms of height, um, I prefer girls shorter than me, but I'm not gonna knock you if you're taller than me. I mean, you can't control that. If you got a good personality, you can't control that. Now, if you're like six foot or six foot two, I'm five nine, so I mean, that that might be too different. I haven't experienced that before. That's gonna that look might funny. That's good. If your girl can dunk on you, that's gonna look funny. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, man. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I'll try to give her a chance, but I think that'll be too much. Um, I see another comment here. I can't date a woman with bad. Oh yeah, well with super duper short. I love super duper short. I love fun size, by the way. I love. I absolutely love fun size. So let's get that out the way. Um, yeah, I, can't I can date get short. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, as long as yeah. you're just not tall for me, I'll take short over tall. Two. I'll take too short over too tall any day. Sorry. I can't date a woman with bad feet or old lady hands. Um, feet. I don't care how they look. Uh, Honestly, like feet themselves, I hate all feet. It doesn't matter how good they look, how bad they look. But I just feel like feet-wise, if they look bad, then that just says something about you as a person. 
But like feet themselves, I hate the way they look, good or bad. I don't care. So you could be an athlete. You're an athlete, your feet probably not like most, like probably not like well kept. <laughs> I just I feel like if girls not keeping care of their feet well enough, I shouldn't be with them just off of like that's like a bad trait to have. But feet themselves, I hate feet no matter what they look like. I don't think any feet look good, so I, I hate them. I hate mine. I hate everybody's. Hate oh, seeing them in pictures. Hate feet. Oh, wait, sorry, we go. We about to say? No, I'm just saying I hate feet. Just period. I don't care what it is. I, I don't care. It's that old lady hand, too. I never had that experience of anyone with old yeah, lady hands. I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. I'm scared, Smoke. I don't even know what that means. Old lady hands. Um, I don't even know what that means, yeah. Fungus on the feet. That's no. But I mean, I mean, you got ugly feet and I have fungus, so. But fungus on the feet, that's no. Um, <laughs> I used um, to date a chick that was super aggy, but then she started smoking weed and became a social activist or something. Hey. That sound, <laughs> hey, sounds about right. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Sound about right. None you, guys like, you guys like life better now or when you were younger? Well, okay, that's kind of different. When I was super young, when I was in high school to younger, no. When I was in college, yes. I like life best when I was in college. Here, this like second. It's like second of college. I love my um, It's hard for me to rank them. I think college was definitely the most fun. But I'm also having a lot of fun now just chilling, but I'm just not doing a lot of different things. High school, if I could if I could literally just press a button to start over at sixth grade, I would because I loved middle school. I loved high school. College was probably the best. And I would definitely do more while I was in New York if I could. Um, but I also love what I'm doing now, too. So um, I don't know. I would definitely suggest enjoy everything because, like, you have homework and you like, bro, I can't wait to leave high school to get to college. So I got less homework. And even in college, I'm like, I can't wait to graduate. So I don't have to do no more homework anymore. But I would definitely suggest enjoying every second. Because if I could, I would do all the homework in the world to go back and do college again. Like, be that young again, just moving to New York and all that type of stuff. I really wish I could go back. Hey, I would like to restart high school if we had, uh, like, all the access that we do right now with social media, with all the apps, with Uber, Lyft. I was like, I'll with that because, hey, now I can get around places. I was stuck in a suburban area called Powder Springs. Like, there's nothing to do over there. Actually, I would prefer to go back. I would love to go back to when there wasn't social media, me personally, especially like New York. If I could have been in New York in the 90s, early 2000s, that would probably be my favorite place in time period. When everybody was outside, no social media and people acting weird. Me personally, like if I were to go back to high school, I'd prefer for it to be even less social media, like more people doing stuff. But I understand though, like Uber and stuff, being able to get around, I super understand that. Yeah, I, it's I not do. Really about the social media aspect for me, but yeah, it's just like Uber, Lyft. That's really what all I would care about. I probably uh, yeah, would barely be on social media like I am right now because I'm barely on social media. I'm really on social media to look at news, but like in terms of like making statuses, posts, Instagram posts, Twitter posts, I rarely do that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, me neither. I'm not on anything. I haven't, I think my most recent post on Instagram is like August 2019 or something. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not a social media person. Never have been. I had my phases where I like to be on FaceTime when I was way younger. And then that died. It started to feel like homework. So I'm just not any of them things, boy. <laughs> 
You're not supposed to consider that time you <laughs> hate smokes, man. That man been on my head about that same running joke for too long. I don't even remember how it started. But yeah, no, nah, I definitely wish I could do everything again, man. I mean, if I had to and do it all the exact same way, I would. I miss high school. I miss yeah, middle I, school. I miss I college. So that, that didn't matter to me. I was just on sports teams. So. Bro, high school was so – because high, high, middle school was innocent and, like, silly and stupid, and I was outside all the time. High school was the funniest because it was all the joning and just ignorance and trolling. And then college was just the best overall experience. It was the weirdest because, you know, where I'm at in Atlanta, middle school and high school, I probably had four non-black friends total. So going to New York, I finally had white friends, Spanish friends, all of that type of stuff. I think I had like mixed race friends in elementary school, but that don't even count. I don't even remember them guys' names or faces. But like middle school and high school, 99.99% black. It's Atlanta, so it makes sense. And then going to New York, which is the most diverse place in the world. Um, so like that was something special, just being around different types of people, different personalities, um, different races, different types, senses of humor. Because in high school, it was pretty much you would just – like, you know, one side of black or you the other side of black. That was it. With going up there, it just got way more complicated. So New York was just like a great, like eye-opening experience. That was great. Also, because I studying abroad, if I could do that again, I would. I would definitely have done more while I was studying abroad. Even though I was broke, I would have just, I don't know, I would have saved up more money previously going and then would have more money to spend, whatever. I would, bro, if I could, I would just press a button, start over first day of sixth grade. And then just do it again. Even if I couldn't change anything, I'll do it again because I missed those years. Oh, sorry. I was, I was about to say I was supposed to do study abroad with you, but I didn't have the funds to do it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I remember trying to get you to go. I was like, bro, I need to know somebody. Yeah, but unfortunately, I couldn't do it. But, um, yeah, I would like to restart college again for the most part. College was fun. Um, when I went to high school in McKeecher, it was kind of diverse there. It was like – it was like – uh, sixty percent white, like six percent white, like thirty-five to forty percent black, and then the re- well, I say about thirty percent black, or fifty-five percent white, um, fifteen percent Hispanic, and then like mix of like other smaller races. So uh, it was kind of diverse for what you could get in like Metro Atlanta. But um, I always wanted to go to a diverse school. Like, I didn't want to go to a school that was predominantly either race. Originally, I wanted to go to Auburn because um, I loved their football team as a kid when they had Jason Campbell, Ronnie Brown, and Cadillac Williams. But when I saw <laughs> graphics where they had, like, 96% white, I'm like, it turned me off. But also, I just didn't want to go to HBCU BCU for that reason. I just wanted to go to a melting pot. I want to go to a melting pot of different cultures. Like I'm Nigerian descent, and I well, and I grew up in America, and I lived with different races. I even had a, I even had an Instagram story where I said I was affirmative action since the womb because, and when I was in kindergarten in Fall River, Massachusetts, where I'm born, um, I was the only black kid to win student of the month. <laughs> So I was like literally right in the middle of the picture. Everybody else was like like white, Asian, Portuguese. And like the one black kid in the middle was me. So I said affirmative action since the womb. But yeah, I was joking about that. But I'm saying like I've been I've been in like very diverse backgrounds. So I didn't want to stray from that. I wanted to go to another diverse background. So I went 
I went to St. John's for that, and I loved it. Bruh, nah. My middle school and high school was 99.999% black. I maybe had three non-black friends, kind of friends, not even like come over my house or hang out with them friends until I went to college. Like that, that that's the part of Atlanta, Southwest Atlanta is just straight black. It's it's crazy. Westlake is a little bit more diverse now. Like Lyric said that there's like a couple of Mexicans, a couple of Middle Easterns, and like one white person. But it's still like all black. Yeah, Atlanta is getting a little bit more diverse generally. They're trying, but it's still like the blackest city doing it, like as far as percentage-wise. Okay, Shay, think quickly. Smash, kill, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, Betty White, but... Boy, if you don't kill Medea, because it's being played by a man, if you don't kill Medea off top... <laughs> I think I'll, I'll go with Whoopi Goldberg, honestly. <laughs> if you don't kill Medea off top because it's technically a man playing it, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what to think I'll about you, Shay. I'm sorry. I killed one and three. I'm sorry. <laughs> Smash Whoopi go. She got money. She got money. She got money. <laughs> Pedro Smith said his school is 5% African. That is, I couldn't even imagine that. I've never just been in an environment like that. Most schools are kind of like that. We just, because. Yeah. Georgia, if I would have stayed in Massachusetts my whole life, I would have had that same experience too, where I, I was like, I'll be the token black kid. That is wild, bro. Like, I, I mean, I know we're the, I, we're the minority, especially me going to an all black school, but that's just like, that's just like amazing. Like, I can't even picture that because, like I said, I went from all black to mixed. I've never just been majority anything else. Yeah, and that's why I just couldn't go to a predominantly white school because I'm not, I wasn't used to that. Like, I only went, only, lived in those settings since I was like seven years old. After that, like I lived in predominantly black areas. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. My, my, like, my boy smoked hands of food. Like, <laughs> everybody in my neighborhood, the subdivision I grew up in, were all black when I grew up. I think there was only like one white family. Now, well, now if I go back to my old neighborhood, there's more diverse races because, like I said, Atlanta's getting gentrified. But when I grew up, it's like, just like, we're we were all black people. We were all just kids fighting each other. That's all we were when I was a kid. Our area is still like vast majority black, but it's like getting a little a little bit Spanish, but not any more white at all. Not at all. It's it's still really very much black. I mean, I when we drove around today, I think I saw maybe like four non-black people. Of course, I wasn't looking into every car, but as far as people yeah, you, just chilling and stuff. You live in a hood rich area, so like, yeah. yeah you gonna, That's the best way to describe it, too. Hood rich. You would think this place would be nice when you look at it on pictures, and then it's not. I don't know why. You've got a Camp Creek, though. Or like, or Huge. Like, yes. Bigger than the houses I, I grew up in. <laughs> the house I grew up in, I, I believe. Yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, I mean, my my place was technically safer, and I say that in quotation marks. And we had some crime as well because Powder Springs, even though it was the suburbs, you have a lot of people that tried to be like they were from the hood. Try, they tried to be like they were from the hood. They tried to act gangster. It's like we had crimes just for people trying to prove themselves. Yeah, those are some of the most dangerous people. I'm not gonna lie. The yeah. people that's trying to prove something that don't like don't have no business doing it. Those are the people I'm scared of the most. There's no yeah. rules. There's no 
there's no predicting those type of people. It is very nice. <laughs> it is a nice area, Ma. They're trying. It looks really nice. I don't know what people are doing. My brother lives. My brother lives in Camp Creek. I wish I lived there. Brad, just spend one day at Cliftondale, and you know exactly the demographic of this area. It is it is not what it looked like when you look at pictures of the houses. I don't know what be going on at Cliftondale. So many y'all are still in school. I just found out Juan Gotti is 16. Me, I'm Wait, Juan Gotti is 16? I did not know he was that young. That's crazy. That's crazy. Rich is like 14, I think. That's crazy. I, it is a lot of young people in here. That's amazing that it's that many young people that are Redskins fans. Even if y'all are born in Maryland, we yeah. haven't been that great lately. You got to really be a Redskins fan to be a Redskins fan. What's you could have easily bandwagoned another team if you wanted to. I'm happy y'all are here, though. I really am. Yeah, that's dedication. I think my five percent <laughs> white, then twenty percent everything. That seems like the standard. That seems like the standard from like an average school. That's what I see in TV shows, but my school yeah. was nowhere near like the TV shows. There's no TV show like our school, so I don't think. Oh my boy like Jones, HM is fifteen. Oh my, oh man. <laughs> we do have a young audience though. Fifteen, <laughs> shut out fifteen. Okay, I'm about to say, like, you ain't the one asking them wild questions then. Okay, that's Daddy Smoke Jams. Okay, Daddy Smoke Jams better not be a teenager asking those questions. No, 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 no. Smoke Jams up there. He up there. He passed okay, us. He said, y'all are my kids' age. 100 Beasts is 11. 100 Beasts is 11. Dang. I forgot how old Argo and Speedy are, but they not here right now. Beasts is age and you are to my age. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> 11? Oh, you just a year older than my niece. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, man. And but and it's crazy. If you talk to them about football, they know their football. Like, they're not I just believe, here chilling. I, it's I wild, it. bro. I was not as far into football as they are at their age at all. I was nowhere near that far. I was not one of them young, I know everything football guys. I super wasn't. That was not me. I just played Madden and was having fun. And I just I knew was, I liked the Redskins. That was I it. Was Oh, sorry. I would say I was like that little sports nerd as a kid. So I kind of like just follow through, like as I got older. I just knew I was athletic enough to be an athlete. So, hey, this is I thought I was going to be a rapper literally till like college. (laughs) I literally was not, I did not even super duper. I mean, I was a diehard Redskins fan and I kind of like Georgia in high school, but it wasn't really till like, I moved to New York where I was like, yeah, this is like, I'm going to start caring about stats and film study. I was never like super debate sports in, in high school. I was just rapper and Jonan. That was it in fashion. Then I, I started was, really caring about sports in New York. I was five, four in fifth grade and like five, eight and sixth grade. So I thought I was going to be super tall. And because of that, like, I was really trying to be, like, an NBA player. I was trying. I was going to be a big man at first. I was working on my post skills, so I was bigger than everybody else. And I realized I wasn't growing any taller, so I tried to work on my ball handling skills to be more of a point guard. But then I realized I wasn't getting tall at all. I wasn't growing anymore. So I was like, no, <laughs> And then since the rap game wasn't working, I was like, okay, let's get this poetry game. Let's get the short story game going. And I was like, hey, let me just talk about sports instead. Um, <laughs> that is funny. Oh, my boy Jones said he's a genius over there. For his friends, if there's a debate about football or NBA, he's the one that gets picked. That's what's up, man. Okay. 
starting to think Redskins fans got start some of the smartest fans out here. We got some good representation because I think Argo and Speedy and them are like 10 or something. You know what I'm saying? We out here doing it. My dad yeah. with Dwayne Haskins. That was pretty cool. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's oh, up. Oh, that is dope. That's fine. That's fine. I, I don't even know about these sweepstakes. I guess because I'm not on social media enough. <laughs> Me neither. I don't. I, I need to follow more athletes. I guess so. I could. Yeah, I, I'm just. I think I follow a lot of them, but I'm just not on Twitter. I literally like consciously say to myself, "All right, let me check my Twitter DMs and see if I need to reply to people." But I'm never just on Twitter chilling and just see somebody message me. That's never gonna happen. It's like a conscious effort to go check my DMs. Like I'll literally open up Twitter for the DMs. Still good. I'm not watching. I saw my boyfriend high school yesterday, and that man looks hit. Slim looks about fifty. <laughs> that's funny the youngsters got you guys alright man well I guess we, we technically ran over almost 30 minutes oh, oh, but... oh, yeah. hey, hey man time flies when you're having fun you know what I'm saying I'd say it's supposed to be 8 to 10 but if we keep going because we're having a nice conversation or something's funny got it I'm not about to just abruptly end it mid-sentence exactly. I'm not about to do anybody like that but, hey, um... and as long as the guys are active in the comments we'll, we'll answer them like I love yeah. this right now. I like I love the comment section. Keeps the topics flowing. So like yeah, we'll we'll keep going if, if you guys are still engaged. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I try to always have because they'll literally be on here for like eight hours. So I try to have a nice little cutoff. Like now it's starting to slow down. So I feel like this is a good time to stop. But I mean, if we wanted to, we could be here till three a.m. because they do not play. It's it's yeah, no games. My street scores family is crazy. They, I, I, I love these people. But, um, yeah, that's basically it. We're going to, um, you know what I'm saying, make sure you go to the description for all of our info, like where to donate. I got to include your social media in there, Shay, even though we already okay. talked about it. But I want to have it in the description for every stream, like all of the rest of the information. Um, we'll be doing this type of live stream podcast talking about everything i mean we didn't even get to the music section yet but that doesn't matter i can just save that for later there's no timetable on that but we're talking about everything that y'all want to talk about on these streams fridays from 8 to 10 p.m a loose 10 p.m i guess and um of course every sunday at 2 p.m i have my typical answer every question and we're more so talking about sports mainly football mainly redskins but if you want to talk about anything that's for this Friday, 8 to 10 p.m. every week. So definitely make sure y'all pull up. I appreciate everybody that came, supported, commented, kept us going. Um, he said, oh, man, if it wasn't PG-13 in here, we'd love. Man, I appreciate it, bro. I might – I'll see. Like, if I'm making enough money and I'm not worried about YouTube censorship, then I could have a show dedicated to, the, like, the older grown folks or whatever. I could try to do that. But until then, I need to get every penny I can get and – censoring everything and keeping everything pg-13 is the best way to do that so um i'll work on that later we'll we'll come back to that like maybe in a year or two but um and i again i appreciate everybody shay anything you want to say to close out uh, i mean i'm going for right now appreciate the comments um not a redskins fan like i said i'm a patriots fan but i appreciate the love from the redskins fan so uh keeping up our podcast engaged and like, yeah, I'm gonna be back here every week. Um, and like, yeah, just keep this conversation flowing. We're gonna try to get into as many topics as we can. And yeah, like like Rico said, soft 10 p.m. time limit. But like, hey, you keep engaged. We're gonna keep talking. We're gonna keep going through with this podcast. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You have to make another channel just for pure ignorance. <laughs> I might have to just for an uncensored channel where I can cuss in it. Because, boy, it, tell you, it does. It's kind of mentally draining to make sure I don't slip up and say certain words. I'm, but I'm that's going to have to be way it. later. I think I'm so what? used to doing radio. I'm so used to with doing like radio for St. John's because it was a Catholic school that like yeah. I, I know to turn it off. But like, yeah, I never actually done like any podcast or radio show where I'm like full like uncensored. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, hey, I'm I'm ready for it. You know, I'm ready. <laughs> for it. it would be fun. I just can't let it mess up my money, man. As long if I can figure out how to do it, and like, like that's the YouTube channel. Hey. We could, we could Technically, that. but what if somebody sees that one and, and then this they're like a supporter <laughs> of Street Scores and they're like, wait, this is how he really is. I can't support Street Scores, so I got to be careful. No, I'm a separate video, the, the Rico conspiracy. The re- <laughs> I'm going to have to see. I do want to do something like that, though. I would love an uncensored channel, especially for the Xbox party chat, because the Xbox party chat is the most entertaining thing I have to offer this world. They are hilarious. But uh, as a as a person like Shayu, as an NFL fan, I hate him because he's a Pats fan. But at least he's not a bandwagon. Hey, look at you, look at you, Shayu. Yes, I am a real fan. I was a fan when we had Drew Bledsoe, Terry Glenn, Curtis Martin, Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, um, all all of that. Like I, I've been a fan. I've been a fan. Okay, so like, hey, I've been a Pacers fan before that. We just got the gift of Brady. And the gift of Brady gave us multiple championships. But you know what? The hey, gift look Brady, what y'all did. Y'all got him started. I'm still a fan. You know, yeah, I got him started, man. Still a fan. <laughs> Hail to the Patriots. Hail to the Patriots. Oh, no. You're not about to steal a lot. You're about to say go well, Patriots, hey, go or something. I'll you can't do Hail to the Patriots in this podcast. Y'all can talk all the mess, all the trash. In those comments, I'm here for it, and I'll respond to every you single one. You can't do hell to you. Got to say go, Pat, go or something. The very first video in Street Scores, I was featured in that video. Oh yeah, when we went around Atlanta about Patriot, about uh Falcons fans because the Patriots are pa- facing the Falcons in the Super Bowl. We all know 28-3, but yeah. So I was, <laughs> so that whole video is that. So if you want to go back to the very first video of Street Scores. That was me about three years ago. And then you get to see how I really am with my Patriots. Oh yeah, that was the that was the obnoxious shade. You are you are a little bit more controlled for this setting, and I appreciate I'm it. Yeah, I matured since then. Well, <laughs> I, I, I could come back. Yeah, yes, we can't we can't we can't let hell to the Patriots slide. You're gonna have to say go pads go. You can't do hell to the anything but Redskins. That's our thing. HTTP, you know, like how you have on the internet. Nah, no, no, no. I'm about to end this live stream. He said you was cool until you said hell to the <laughs> my mom said hell to the Patriots. H E L Yeah, they're not gonna let that slide. That's like a that's a Typo. <laughs> That's a Redskins sacred treasure. The the HTTR. You can't play anything with the R. Cool. Then. Hell to the Patriots. Hey, hey. <laughs> I want all the smoke. Oh, well, that okay. That, that oh, was like, Monet. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good way to end it right there. Monet fell. Pro boy shots out. <laughs> all right, y'all, man. Thank you, Shady, for coming. Same time next week. Thank you for everybody to pull it up same time next week. I appreciate the support. Catch y'all later. We're out.